downright un-American. No patriot. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. It's all about the money. Anti-American. They want the money. It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. Patriotism. Anti-American. They were like death. And un-American. 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 Treasonous. Yeah, just why not? It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. They want the money. I'll tell you something. Anti-American. Un-American. I mean, they certainly didn't seem to love our country very much. Right, un-American. Welcome back to another episode of Un-American. I am Brandon, and I am joined again by Franklin and Jim. How are you doing today, Frank? I am wonderful. Good, good, Jim. <laughs> that's all we're giving. <laughs> yeah, that's all that's, I'm getting from you. I'm wonderful. <laughs> that's, yeah, you know, not so bad. I'm uh, doing pretty all right. That's awesome. Um, I know that we like to focus here in this room on uh, on a lot of bad guys, and that can get kind of taxing. Let me give you a positive moment of my week, and I will probably ask you to do the same. Um, for me, it is my lovely wife. Um, Stacy is is it Stacy is a very big part in a in a but in a very behind the scenes way of making the podcast happen and the and the like this might be a surprise to even both of you um but th- we don't sit in this room every week if Stacy doesn't do some incredible shit while I'm like as a mom and as a wife while I'm fucking prepping this um and so like I just like I want to I want to express my gratitude because I sh- had a really hard day uh, with the kids while I was, uh, while I was getting this shit together. And so like, I think she deserves props for, because she like, because that's not an, that's not an irregularity that that's, uh, part of the schedule kind of. And so I appreciate her for that. Um, I can fully see that with having young kids around. Oh, dude. I, we have a newborn and my wife, she, she doesn't get very much me time, and I get crabby when I don't get me time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and with us doing this too, as like, this is this is a fun hobby for us, but like the preparation that goes into it is actually like time consuming, and the editing that goes into it after the fact is time consuming, and so like it it. I'm very lucky to have somebody there that allows me to be able to do that and makes this happen kind of, um, in her own way. So, um, so before we get into negative shit, I want positive moments from both of you. Uh, I have one. I was, I, I was feeling bad for a couple of days and I am actually feeling better, but in that time of just lounging around feeling like shit, I did rediscover my love of, um, some South Korean films that I haven't seen in a while, and I was just like went on a binge of, of watching subtitled films all day. That's awesome. Oh, I remember. It's a wild country. My <laughs> it's my birthday this Sunday, which only ever happens like once every eight years that my birthday falls on the Super Bowl. Oh, so nice. I, I took the next day off. I I'm that nice. dirt bag at the office that took the day off after the Super Bowl. That's awesome. Technically, the, it's my birthday though. So, <laughs> and it's yeah, a pandemic. A Fuck them. <laughs> like. The only thing, Shit's been rough. The only thing Brandon and my birthday correspond to would be the opening of Deer Season sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and that'd, that'd be nice for me, not as yeah, much that, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we, it doesn't do anything for us. All right, so 
I'm about to ruin your day now, or at least your mood for a little while. Um, before I do that, though, I do want to say that if you like the show and you want to support what we are doing, you can head on over to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash unamerican, um, and you can become a Patreon Patriot today. Bonus content is available there, as well as merch and all kinds of cool stuff, and we really appreciate your support. We do. Um, so, with that said, we'll get started today. Um... So I lied to you guys unintentionally. So I told you that, of course, like the inspiration for this was the January 6th uh, attack on the Capitol and some accountability for the uh, the culture of the, or the the temperature of politics and the, and the culture that all the rhetoric to, that led to right. it. Right. Um, and whether that means Congress people or media people or whatever. Um, all I, the above. Right. Yes. That that's the inspiration, right? But I also told you that I didn't want to just stick to the right, which seems easy to do in this in this era. Um, I wanted to make sure because I don't think that the right is just is one hundred percent responsible for where the temperature is at, and so my plan was to do somebody from the left today. And then my plan changed um, because because as I was sitting at home um, one night, I was flipping through channels and Sean Hannity was on. And so I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this fucker for a few minutes. And as soon as I started watching him for a few minutes, I was like, well, I got like this guy. This is the guy who really even probably more so than congress um than anyone in congress is part of it is a bigger part of the problem because he reaches way more people than somebody like jim jordan or kevin mccarthy or ted cruz does yeah Uh, i would say the vast majority of your congressmen and women don't have a huge outreach right unless you follow them on twitter right yeah, and yeah. then you have to and be into politics for that. Yeah. Sean Hannity can hit somebody flipping through the channels. Right, and Hannity has a lot of crossover people appeal. People who aren't necessarily into politics will turn him on to be like, well, he'll tell me what's the most important news. He's a trusted source. He shouldn't be, but he is. Right. And he's probably the most trusted or the most watched news person except maybe Tucker Carlson in yeah. the right-wing sphere. He's. Pr- I would bet you— He's I didn't, probably number one, actually. I, yeah, Hannity's I probably leading. I, I would bet that More he than is. likely. Which is ironic because b- prior to the 2000s, 16 election his show was almost ready like his time slot had gotten moved twice on fox uh, he he really if you think of the line of succession of like right-wing pundits on fox since the early 2000s you had bill o'reilly then you had like a minute and a half of glenn beck and then sean hannity took over and now tucker carlson is kind of like falling into the spot where he's like it, it almost seems like a partnership as far as the way that Fox treats Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity. Yeah. But I would still bet you, without having looked it up, that Sean Hannity is still the number one draw there. Um, and and so because of that, and because I was able to just flip through channels and land on him, I decided that that's what I wanted to do this week, is I want to focus on Sean Hannity. And Sean Hannity has a long career. In fact... Um, I mean, you can go on Media Matters and go all the way back to, like, his college show in 
when he was like a janitor or a painter or something, he was a contractor for a college and just kind of talked himself into an hour, almost like shock jock job. Uh, you know, funny. He, he was the person that he now shits on daily. He was well, the lower working and class. That is actually the exact same way that uh, Harrison Ford got the job of Indiana Jones. I think he was just like repairing a door for George Lucas and lucked into fucking yeah. spot. Yeah. Well, well, failing sure. upwards. Yeah. Failing upwards. Um, the story of America. So I want to focus mostly because Sean Hannity has a long career and I have a feeling because I had more fun than I thought I was going to going through this. Um, I, have a feeling that this won't be the only episode in which we talk about Sean Hannity. Um, so we call him Shannity. Shannity is for short. Insanity. Shannity. Uh, um, yeah, I I don't think that this will be the only time that he probably gets brought up, but you know, we'll see. Anyway, for that reason, I would like I'm going to focus mainly on 2016 to to present time. I want to look kind of at the 2016 election a little bit um and then the trump years um at least for this first when installment the, when the enchantity really got going <laughs> yes um be careful doing that though because he does that a lot as you're about to find out and like you're gonna get annoyed really <laughs> fast like you remember uh, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how uh chris cuomo on cnn calls republicans retrumplicans or yeah, whatever oh and how God, annoying that is yeah. yeah there's a lot of that in this um but it's funny when i do it right, <laughs> right. Yes. so before we get into uh the the before we get started we should take a moment for what i will consider a freudian slip on sean hannity's part um which kind of just sums up what we're going to be doing for the for the next little while it doesn't matter it appears how rogue robert Mueller is doesn't matter what he did with whitey bulger in boston and four innocent people that went to jail two died in jail because an fbi informant in his office that was working with the, with Mueller and his team oh and then after two died there was over a hundred million dollars paid out in that case it doesn't seem to matter to anybody in the liberal media that Mueller's pitbull as described by the new york times andrew weissman that he was involved in tens of thousands of people losing their jobs their careers at arthur anderson accounting doesn't matter at all he's actually right none of that shit matters at all none of it matters <laughs> um but it's something that that sean hannity likes to do a lot where he's trying to make a false equivalency so actually in, in if i put that into a little bit of context for you he's talking about the Mueller investigation after it's concluded and he is he's trying to discredit Robert Mueller uh, as a character and then he just goes through this yeah, list I mean, of other up, shit that doesn't Whitey matter Bulger, which was like what 1984 yeah like yeah. none of that you're right it doesn't matter at all in the context of what's being discussed especially and, when what's being discussed is uh presidential abuse of power and your whole argument is but look over here right yeah uh, it's it's a what about it's a what about ism. Oh, yeah, yeah um, it's all I know how to do, man. Yeah, uh, so it's really ridiculous, and it was fun when I came across that. I actually had a different moment in mind that was going to be the first clip, and then when I found that, it was like, nah, that pretty much sums up everything I've done all day. None of this fucking matters <laughs> at all. Um, so Sean Hannity, like I said uh, a couple of minutes ago, Sean Hannity prior to 
the 2016 election in in the lead up to it his his time slot had gotten moved a couple of times at fox he wasn't he didn't have good ratings it it was an unknown so he whether... wasn't doing good during, during during the obama years no he wasn't he was a truther or uh, birtherism right he was a birther yeah uh, uh bir- yeah i guess uh mm. if that's the the correct nomenclature yes. i think it is asshole uh, i think is what i call him I, he is um and we won't really get into the birtherism this time because the birtherism kind of takes place between that's more in like 0809 yeah. um leading into right. that election I'll, I'll save my thoughts on that until then yeah that that we won't too much get into that but what made Sean Hannity who he is today at least on the level of ratings and uh reach is that he was the first prominent news anchor um, I say let's just we'll just strike that from the record. He was the first pundit with the with a platform like Fox to do something um, that nobody else was willing to do at the time. And welcome to Hannity. And tonight the election is just 89 days away. So is it time now for Republicans who refuse to endorse Donald Trump? Are they now sabotaging his campaign? Because if they continue to do what they're doing and Hillary Clinton wins, will they be responsible for supporting Hillary Clinton's radical left-wing agenda? Now, these are the people I'm talking about. Time to name names. Bill Crystal, former Governor Mitt Romney, Suzanne, Susan Collins, Jeb Bush, Ted Cruz, Ben Sass, Lindsey Graham, Meg Whitman, and many, many others. Now, if they keep up their stubborn, their stupid game and continue to lick their wounds, well, this is what they will be responsible for, just to give a few examples. Of course, that would be the continuation of President Obama's disastrous economic policies. And did any of them happen to listen to Trump's speech? Do any see that we've now doubled our debt? We have the lowest labor participation rate since the 70s, lowest home ownership rate in 41 years, the worst recovery since the 1940s. Clinton will simply continue that failed economic agenda of Obama. And of course, there's Obamacare. Now, Donald Trump told me last night he will repeal and replace it and have competition. Clinton will keep it. Open borders. Trump promises a wall. Clinton wants open borders. So which is better for national security and the American worker? Now, the refusal to use the term radical Islam. Donald Trump will mention it. Liberal Supreme Court justices versus the originalists that Donald Trump has said that he will support. He wants people like Scalia and Clarence Thomas on the bench. On this one issue alone, this will impact this country for generations to come. Hillary, of course, wants a 550% increase in unvetted refugees. Trump promises to vet them all or else not let them in. Top-down Common Core education, that's failing. Hillary would continue that. We have a dilapidated military. Trump will improve the military and rebuild it, and the list goes on. So by refusing to support Trump, it seems they're effectively supporting a woman who has proven time and time again that she is a liar and a corrupt politician. Do you feel kind of like Sean Hannity just wrote Donald Trump's entire I kind of feel like Sean Hannity is working for Donald Trump. Like, Donald Trump will fix this. That's what a campaign manager says. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Um, Yeah, that's not what a fucking... Well, that's a like. Oh, you don't, yeah. <laughs> don't call, dare call yourself a journalist or a news reporper when you're that biased. Obviously, well, you're well a punk, I, you're I a remember pundit. whenever they all started doing this, though. Like, he's not the only one that started doing this. But I used to listen to uh, it was like 97.3 when I was in college. 97.3 or 97.1. It's the local like Fox mm-hmm. uh, yeah. station. They were all saying the same thing, and it was just like. That I think that pushed me further into voting for Gary Johnson. 
Right. Because at the time, I was a supporter of Marco Rubio. I was a supporter and, of Rubio also in 2016. I hate Rubio. Well, and then well, he cheesed out. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not, I will admit that probably would have been better than four years of Trump, but... Yeah. Yeah. I hate Marco but, Rubio but now, that, too. I don't, but, I don't get how that's acceptable in America to hear that as an as one of the top... Like that's, Can you imagine Dan Rather doing that in the 60s, Mm-mm. coming out and being like, so, no, and so all. on one side, instead of just reporting the news, one, like, here's what one side says, here's what the other says, you make the decision. One of the things that putting this episode specifically together uh, taught me was the difference between uh, somebody telling you how you should think and somebody biasly reporting the news. Anderson Cooper has a, a bias. I, I'll give you that. Um he definitely is a Democrat or a liberal or whatever. Um, and so when he talks about dumb shit that Trump did, he talks about it like a liberal would talk about it, like that was dumb shit that Trump did. The difference, though, between what Sean Hannity does is Sean Hannity kind of like he blurs the line between an Anderson Cooper and a Alex Jones. Well, he doesn't really pull facts. He just pulls what about as an opinion. Well, and he, when he goes on in that clip to say that like common core Hillary would be for that says who like says who he's just saying that the teachers union, which is, I, I would say leans pretty heavily towards the democratic side is phasing out common core math on their own. Right. Yeah. Well, I and I I just can't understand uh, anybody on the news who who is ostensibly running a news program, let alone one of the most watched ones in the country, taking the stance that like to boiling down a complex issue to just like, well, Trump will secure the borders and Hillary wants it open. No, that he's, is not right. He's literally is, writing a meme on camera. Yeah, like it's the like it's the, the list of two characters is way more nuanced. Of well, okay, well here's right. what Hillary like, wants. Immigration would have stayed know. the same. They just wouldn't have built a physical wall. Right, right, and you can get into the the like the actual like minutia of like uh, fast tracking citizenship or the Dreamer program. Mm-hmm. You can touch on those things. He doesn't. He literally just he paints just, it with a broad oh, brush. Oh my god, a wall Trump good, not. Hillary bad. He's really like that's kind of his. Like if you don't yeah. have a wall, then it's an open border. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's the worst she, kind all, of scum. All, uh, it, you can make a pretty good argument that all that money that was wasted on that wall would have been used for more. Uh, ice enforcement and probably better training to where they wouldn't be in so much hot water. Right. Yeah. I just or, think or, I just think a million sp- different ways it could have gone to help the border crisis besides the way. It I did. don't want to get into what aboutisms too much myself. But he he's very. It's hard not to whenever you just hear this crap he, from Hannity. He's very good at painting with a broad brush at just kind of assigning qualities um, and buzzwords. Like he's really big into buzzwords, and you'll as we go through it, like you'll hear. He would be a good car salesman. Like, he would be a good car salesman because he's t- completely full of shit. Like, 100%. But the way that he says it... That's the worst insult you can give to someone. They'd be a really great car salesman. I automatically don't want to meet them. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so, in this next clip, he has... Uh, he's still talking about the uh, the election. is still nearing. Um, and he has... Uh, he has our favorite, actually, the guy, the godfather of the culture that this show is about, um, he has as a guest on his show. Joining us now with Reaction, the author of the brand new book. It's out today. It's called Treason. Former Speaker of the House, Fox News contributor, Newt Gingrich. All right, here's what's amazing about this to me. 
Number one, you see the dark arts of politics that the Clintons played against Obama. That's now revealed in WikiLeaks. And on top of that, you got this collusion, full collusion with the media. They're, it, they're an extension of Clinton. Then it's also the State Department. They're tipping off Clinton. The Justice Department is tipping off Clinton. The White House is helping Clinton with the email server scandal. And why? No proof because of any Obama, of this. Just who said he learned about the stuff. emails, yeah. um, like we did from the press, actually was emailing the private email. What do you make of all this? In the media, by the way, all they want to talk about is some new woman that made an allegation this late in the game against Donald Trump. Something that you're going to find as we go through this is that there are common, like there are repeating enemies. And like, and, and one of the reasons that I, when I was flipping through the channels and I decided that like, no, I need to do Hannity next is because the, the bad guys in his view are always the same. Um, he can assign those qualities to pretty much anyone, and it doesn't really mean anything. The biggest one being the media. Um, he's very big into Despite the media. Despite the fact that he's one of the biggest problems with the media. He, People exactly like him. And, and one of the biggest voices of this, the media. And this isn't like just a Hannity thing. Everyone who's a bullshit fraudster scammer has their go-to enemies whether it's the new world order or the illuminati or the elite or the globalists they, they have or the or Tricom, the one percent whatever socialist like, yeah. whatever they're yeah. repeating their boogeyman over and over and over again to where it becomes real to the people that listen to them yep. on a consistent basis and yeah that, that's what it, this it, is it, this it's is a, QAnon before QAnon existed it's, it's a yes. yeah it's a pavlovian response to it when you hear that word you get instilled with fear well and then you then i can fear, yeah, i can fear and anger uh, you're malleable i can fucking well mold and, you and and you'll hear terms uh in this episode that like Q people are using now and he, also, and he was just, just using them just first. on a, a moral basis new gringer should not be allowed on any fucking like should not be after no. the fucking his but to be fair hannity shouldn't be allowed on any no that's true either, so, yeah, yeah. you know it's just a match made in hell well look i think you have to see the whole thing as as the same thing you have so much corruption underway now that you know you get a million dollar check from a dictatorship in the middle east for as a birthday gift for bill clinton well in a healthy society that'd be considered bribery you get um, the uh, richest man in mexico donating millions of dollars to the clinton foundation while he's also the major stockholder in the new york times which just happens to be doing everything again to protect uh, uh you know hillary clinton can i, can I just stop you All the million dollar check came from cutter a country that allows yes. that it's marital rape is legal well it's also a country which which hillary herself had said was helping support and sustain isis yep i mean one of the things the, the you know wikileaks is there's so much material there that it's going to take a while for it to sink in but wikileaks actually is going to presently give us an entirely new understanding of how sick and how dishonest and how corrupt the left is and all of its mechanisms the news media the bureaucracy the campaign and at the center of it are the clintons and hillary clinton is the most corrupt candidate ever to run for president of the united states the clintons are actually at the center of all bad things like i don't know if you're aware <laughs> of this i'm not even here's the thing i don't even think them the, and george soros i don't even think the clintons bill gates or i don't even think the clintons are great people like I, I like I, I thought like Bill them. I thought Bill was a good president like he did good for the country um but like 
comparatively. Uh, you uh, mean, yeah. Like, I think all the modern he, he strikes are... me so much as a Coke and Hookers type of person. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, but, <laughs> that's he exactly doesn't like Coke and Hookers. <laughs> 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 you know, where would you dig? Um, but I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, th- I, I think there are much worse politicians than I don't like the Clintons. I don't like anybody that has the same boogeyman for every fucking problem. The Clintons can't be the reason that the left has a problem with global warming and with the one percent and with healthcare and with like the Clintons aren't the, the, the like in the same way that if they were the in over- the same way that Trump is not the bad guy of the right. I would argue that Sean Hannity is a worse bad guy than Donald Trump is, like because right. And I would argue now about, he is without anyway. Hannity and his cronies, Trump wouldn't have been possible. Yes, right, exactly. And I would argue that like the as much as I hate the Obama bashing because some of it, so much of it is mired in fucking racism outright. At least it makes sense because like these are the Obama years of the Democratic Party. He's in charge. He has the most sway probably besides like a Nancy Pelosi or a big donor. Right. But, like, the Clintons, it should be evident that they don't have that much sway in the fact that she fucking can't become president. Right. Like, that dynasty is over. It just doesn't make sense. Like, the whole argument, it's so – there's a lot. Bernie had a wider support gap between him and Hillary than he did with him and Biden. So he got screwed way more when Clinton was propped up by the she was very unpopular. And I I understand why, but it's like – the boogeyman they make her out to be is like that. Just like there's enough bad shit to focus on. She didn't help on. herself yeah. with and all also, the insult she threw. No, she didn't. She wasn't likable. But she the worst also, person to ever run for president. Like we had a legit criminal. We've had several that have run and won. Like yeah, Nixon was a criminal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but you know, you gotta have your you gotta have your uh, boogeyman. You got because what to, to the point you made earlier, Jim about beating it beating those words over and over again into the audience's head because what that does is it makes mashed potato brains like mike pence somebody like mike pence if they were watching fox news they would be like the socialists are coming for me and that's what hannity is trying to do is he's just trying to beat it in so a couple of days i i think this might be a week out uh from election 2016 but hannity makes his final plea uh to his viewers I want to lay out my closing arguments about what is at stake in this election. This is as big a choice election as I have seen in my lifetime. It's a choice between Donald Trump, a candidate who says he'll drain the swamp in Washington and bring about real change, or Hillary Clinton, the most corrupt career politician who's ever run for this office. And if she wins tomorrow, probably will face years of intense scrutiny, congressional investigations, and maybe even impeachment. Doesn't play well. I got a crystal ball. Nostradamus Trump. He Nostradamuses a lot on this episode. Oh, it's so fun. I wish I could have whispered in his ear, just like on air, just been like, "Hang on, Sean. Let me tell you how the next four years are gonna go." Here's the problem. Here's the problem with being a fucking fraud, not believing the things that you say. Um and and really only working for. I wonder if somebody's played that exact clip to him recently. I'm sure, like I'm you, sure that well look at maybe the last not four years in review. <laughs> there there he you predicted it, man. He's not only good at ironically predicting the future. Um, he is also good at 
being ironically predictable. Now, the abusively biased news media barely covered WikiLeaks and the Clinton scandals. So what makes you think they'll actually do it if she's occupying the Oval Office? He hates the media. What's ironic about this moment, and it's actually, I haven't pointed it out yet, but he's in three of the clips that we've played so far, he, WikiLeaks has been brought up. Newt Gingrich brought it up. Uh, Sean brought it up earlier, and he brings it up here. What's super hilarious to me about this is while we won't cover it on this show um on this episode in soundbite form sean hannity used to hate fucking wikileaks hated julian assange leakers like, yeah they yeah, were traitors completely like the worst people ever they, were they wanted to bad. treat him just like snowden until in, right until 2016 when julian assange started playing for it the was, team it's the enemy of my enemy oh they're anti-clinton they must be a good guy they right. know who the real enemy is yeah yeah, I don't know. I just I get a good laugh out of that because he is because he he, he very much uh, in the early and mid two thousands not a fan of WikiLeaks. But uh, once Homeboy starts, you know, wearing the jersey, like all of a sudden now it, it's all good. So obviously, I don't have to tell you what happened in the two thousand sixteen election. You both know. All right. So this collective freakout from the crybaby left is now reaching mind-numbing levels. Now let's go through the very latest, most ridiculous examples. Now, according to the Washington Free Beacon, well, the public relations company founded by CNN's radical Van Jones, they're working with Republican Electoral College electors who plan on voting against Donald Trump on December the nineteenth. I have to stop it there. Radical Van, Van Jones. Van Jones is like the most moderate, reasonable fucking voice on well, CNN. This is what they do. They throw <laughs> like, the word radical out there just for, you know, viewership. Yeah, it, it's just... The more times they say the word radical, the more viewers they get. Well, and the more time... the it, they They make their viewers believe that. Like, my grandparents really believe that, like, Joe Biden has a socialist agenda... Let me tell you, as somebody on the left, Joe Biden does not have a fucking socialist agenda. I wish he did. Like, I would be way more Biden pleased. Biden is very, if, very moderate. Yeah. He's he's unfucking some shit right now, but, like, it's not, like... And it, it will look socialism to the people that don't understand that we were headed real, like, barreling towards yeah, dictatorship. No, none of it is actually socialist. He it's, hasn't it's put not, in it's yeah, just any the opposite, socialist policy. It's the opposite of authoritarianism, right. which looks like socialism when you compare them. Yeah, I I have fun when uh, Sean Hannity decides to talk about the, uh, the crybaby left. It's fun for me because it's 2021 now. Um, so fuck off, Sean. This is coming back around. New York Times Magazine says that the Trump victory is so devastating to liberal women in Washington, D.C., that they're now cutting their hair and dyeing it as black as they possibly can because they want to feel empowered in order to oppose President-elect Trump. And that's not all. I bet one person tweeted that. That did not happen. No. That did not happen. No. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. The Washington Post, they ran a story of what crybaby lefties are now calling the Trump 10. You know, you send your kids off to college, they gained 10 pounds the first year. Well, Clinton voters are apparently so upset they're blaming Trump because they're gaining weight. <laughs> and Cosmopolitan magazine, right? they put out Fucking... an article with this headline, quote, I haven't had sex in weeks and I blame Donald Nobody Trump. Nobody did that. Quoting a Cosmo article? Yeah. 
What hacky comedian shit is this? And of course, over at The View, we have Joy Behar. And others, Cosmo they've been and losing their collective the minds over the election. It's like they've got three Rosie O'Donnells. Take a look. One smart person said um, that they think that what's going to really happen is the Republicans are going to turn on him and Pence will eventually start doing the, uh, the presidency. Oh, what do you yeah. think about that? I mean, it was just a guess. Watch your uterus. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But this new administration is bringing in something we haven't seen in a long time. Mental illness. And that is... Ladies, your uteruses will be fine. Ugh. Dude, that, was, that was very creepy. That was he should never use that word. No, and it was he is obviously just he's trying to do the Donald Trump thing, right? First Rosie, of all, you're fat. First like, of all, fuck. If the best you can do is quote a Cosmo article, like I can't wait for his next piece where he view, tells me like the ten ways to make my b- boyfriend orgasm the view, harder. The right. view should not be <laughs> relevant. Where you get all your fucking sources from. In, and when adults are talking about politics, the view should not be relevant, and neither should Cosmo. No, yeah. not at all. Let's, let's just bring on the tabloids and see what they think. Did you guys see the latest Teen Vogue issue? Right. <laughs> let, let me tell you. Uh, I got this worldview, okay? Um, here's I, the, the black hair thing fucking cracks me up. Do you know anybody? Like, I no, didn't know that no. was a theory. No. I, I missed that fucking conspiracy. Well, and this was something that I dyed their hair as black as they could. I had a conversation, I remember, several years ago with a friend uh, who was like talking about who was talking about it well and we saw it even like on a in a public space um on like social media when people were talking about all these college kids need safe spaces no one person said some shit and then like you guys made it a well, story it was a couple of universities that it got out of control motherfucker it was the same thing with avocado toast fucking right. being labeled like I, it was, I heard that it was like it was one Twitter joke or something that became a hashtag that became a defining thing for a generation that don't eat it. That like, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't well, like really the, exist. The safe spaces thing with colleges, like some of them actually like went crazy. Like they gave the power to the students, which the vast majority of a collegiate student body is like twenty years and younger. Yeah, but so I mean, they, a lot of colleges were, do that with things and get in trouble. Not, That's part of like being the, a college. The vast majority didn't, though. The vast right. majority yeah. of colleges just went about business as usual. Well, and I would also argue that like with people that were doing like emo- emotional support animals and stuff, because like the right loved to throw that meme around too. I would bet you most of those people were being assholes. I feel like as a kid. Like, as a 20-year-old in college, if I was just trying to be a goofy smartass, like, I would be like, well, this is my emotional support iguana. Like, I don't believe that that's a real thing, a real, like, problem that we had. Yeah. I feel like that's something that guys like Dennis Miller and Sean Hannity fucking talked it's the same about thing they and always the right they, wanted like, that to be true. Every time they talk about some welfare queen, they, they try to conflate the person who abuses the law with the people who with or, or abuse, or, right. yeah, abuses yeah. the help with the people who are helped by it. Sean Hannity has another enemy that is common amongst right-wing uh, pundits and conspiracy we guys. Guess. Uh, go ahead and guess. Uh uh, who's the opposite of standing? Gun Claus? control. The devil. The devil? Close. Of course, left-wing Hollywood, they can't take it either. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Tina Fey is claiming that President Trump will turn the country into Nazi America. It's weird how accurate Tina Fey was. Um, like, I might, mm. this might be called episode two, Tina Fey Nostradamus. Or Nostradamus. I don't Nostrafe. know. Nostrafe. Nostrafe. Yeah. Nostrafe. All right, it didn't movie. fully get there. It We're, was scary how similar some of the things looked, though. 
That's another example we were of, like, the, we're going to complain about a comedian. It's like, okay, they're not... Well, they don't like Hollywood. Gri- right-wing grifters don't like Hollywood. And and right-wing pundits don't like Hollywood. Yeah, but the same. a lot of these comedians they complain about who talk about this stuff, also, if you ask them, would probably mock de- uh, Democrats or, right. mo- you know, Nancy Pelosi. It's not... You ever notice how, how their enemies fall very much in line with, like, the protocols, the elders of Zion? Like... It's kind of Jew hating. Like they don't say it; they say Hollywood. It's kind of Jew hating. Yeah, like that's that's what's underlying there. Um, so anyway, we'll fast forward from the election. Sean, we get it. Sean Hannity hey. was he the first uh, major pundit to back Trump? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was the first major pundit to back Trump. He was also the first major eight pundit months before the election to uh, yeah. To, that is really far. To he was also the first one to take on other right wing people, like to go after like people in the Republican Party. Like he really like helped with the whole rhino and like that terminology. Uh, the fact that you had to be loyal to Trump or else kind of right. thing, and like started going against the establishment. Like McCain. this is this is the new party. Um, yeah, and he did go after McCain uh, several times. Um, so we'll jump forward a little bit into uh, a, a very little bit because not long after the election, obviously, we know that the Russian collusion narrative started. Is Congress now going to do its job? Will they investigate these explosive reports immediately? Will the special counsel, Robert Mueller, start looking into this Russian plot? So obviously, we know that he uh, or that Russian collusion comes shortly after the uh, election. Um the FBI starts probing Donald Trump's relationship with Russia. Yada, 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 yada. People are getting in trouble. Um, fraudsters have a tendency to project qualities and to... They uh, accuse their enemies of doing things that they themselves do. Because yes. they figure their enemies to do the things they would do. One thing that Sean Hannity loves to do is to steal the story and like turn it into his own... Story like he takes the attack. It, he he plays defense really weird. He just like flips it around. Like no, that's my point. Your point is my point now. This is a Fox News alert. Welcome to Hannity. And tonight, explosive new evidence in what is becoming the biggest scandal, or at least one of them in American history. Now, it's something we have been saying would be exposed for months, according to new reports tonight from The Hills, John Solomon, and Circa News' Sarah Carter. There are brand new FBI documents that show the Russian nuclear industry officials kick back millions and millions of dollars to the Clinton Foundation, all while Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State and helped approve the Uranium One deal, which gave Moscow, Russia, Vladimir Putin control of 20% of American uranium, the foundational materials for nuclear weapons. And tonight, they're also reporting the FBI now has evidence that Russia for years has been doing this, and they're reporting the FBI has evidence that literally they use bribery to gain control over America's uranium industry, all while the Obama administration did nothing. And the Clintons benefited to the tune of nearly $145 million. You want a real Russia collusion story? We've got it. Well, 
None Trump, of that's true. Trump already won no. the election. Why is he what abouting the Clintons? Because what he's doing is Trump's in the middle of an investigation right now. That so, looks shady as shit. Right. Because so, he's done but what a lot of stuff. What is the point of what abouting the Clintons? Because they lost. Because he's changing the. He's te- like because that's what we just lived through for yeah. four fucking years. Well, it, he tries it's, to make it sound like, like it's the '80s, like we're in the Cold War. I understand. Over again. I yeah. understand what the, he's doing. The Russians have nuclear weapons. Right. And that story also. Hillary was one of like what fifteen people that signed that fucking sale right like, it was part of her duties in her job that other people had to approve she did not benefit personally that just, is such like, a discredited theory it's just interesting that as information is dropping throughout the Mueller probe right. he is like no we've got the russian collusion story and your you know, guy did it to us at this point <laughs> like, at that point in history we were in the 2010s when that <laughs> deal went down this is not about nuclear weapons this is about nuclear power right this is Green energy, which is an actual other boogeyman of the right. He probably could have went at that, at that angle and it would have made sense. Right? right. Yeah. Uh, don't give him ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know. He, he, that he, is some wonderful, like, look over there, like, tactics. It, it, yeah. Like, it, he also, like an idiot, called it uranium. It, it's, it's uranium, dude. You might as well call everything nuclear as well. Nuclear. Like his other, his other favorite president. <laughs> Um, so, so I noticed a pattern as, as I'm going through time and I'm, and I'm looking for the big moments really in the, in the Trump presidency, what, where does Hannity fall on them? Um, shortly after the Mueller probe is announced, uh, or as it's like starting to like wrap up and, and come to an end, I don't think it's over at this point. Um, but lots of information is leaking and we know we're going to get the report soon, whatever, um, before Donald Trump goes out and exonerates himself, uh, we have another exoneration that I think you'll remember from a few years ago. All right. A major development in the Clinton server scandal. You've got to pay close attention tonight. This is going to be a blockbuster hour. We here at Fox News have obtained the draft of James Comey's exoneration statement that let Hillary Clinton off the hook as it relates to the email server. The document shows that the term grossly negligent was in fact changed to extreme carelessness in two places. Remember, grossly negligent is the legal standard which would would have meant that Clinton broke the law. And here's the other piece of new information. In the part where Comey was talking about foreign actors accessing Clinton's server, the word likely accessed was removed. This is national security. All of this continues to prove that the fix was in from the very beginning She's of what not is a president. farce of an investigation. Did not prove a fix. There was the exoneration before the investigation was anywhere near concluded. And here's why. The draft statement is from May 2nd, 2016. Hillary and others, in her case, wasn't interviewed by the FBI until the 4th of July weekend. So how could Comey, how could this Hillary-loving, Trump-hating FBI agent Peter Strzok reach any conclusion about Clinton's server investigation two months before they even interviewed her or other key people? The fix was in, plain and simple. We now have the evidence. And Fox News legal analyst Greg Jarrett says, what we just laid out could mean James Comey is guilty of obstruction of justice. That is a crime. That is a felony. Isn't it weird how, like, all of the good guys are bad guys? (laughs) Like, all of the—and I'm not even saying that, like, Comey's that great of a guy— but in the in 
this case well, in, in yeah, any in their way. perspective he comey was a good guy what like a month prior to that <laughs> yeah like and then again like three months later like comey has a love-hate relationship with both sides um i guess at the time too they were because they were still arguing that be exhausted <laughs> right they were still arguing trump couldn't be impeached or 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 even like investigated because he was the president, right? So I guess that's their whole thought of like, well, Hillary lost, that that's why we can go after. Well, her. and I believe that this is also uh, like, I don't know, like this still might be like a little ways out, a few. This might be a month or so, a couple of months maybe, um, in front of when it's wrapping up. Like, but I, you, I get the outrage here as far as. Hillary not going to jail because any normal citizen probably would have went to jail or not being fans of the FBI. Totally get that. Like they've done a lot of shady shit in their, their existence. There are, there are valid arguments. My problem with it is that like the way that he's using it is like, it's the timing thing. Every time something comes out in the Mueller investigation, Sean Hannity goes on the air and he's like, well, we've got well comey did what this. About this yeah what about yeah. comey's shit what about all yeah. of these he's never actually dis- dismissing the argument or trying to dismiss what about whitey know? bulger yeah. who fucking cares yeah. like doesn't make sense it doesn't matter um and and the other thing that he does in that clip that i think is important to to note is that he hits all of the bad guys really quick and like I th- there's a psychological thing that he's doing here for his viewers and for his listeners cuz he also has a radio show um that he has for considerably longer than his television show. I think he has a radio show that's th- 3 or 4 hours a day and then he has an hour on TV. And uh how do you talk that long? It, <sighs> how do you I mean, monologue pretty, that long? It's pretty easy when you just make stuff up, I assume. Right. Um but he but he has a way of speaking where he says the the Peter Strzok loving, uh, Donald Trump hating, da, da, like he's hitting yeah. the bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. He's punching yeah. your brain with those words, and then he's the fix is in, it, and it, that's it, it and there's the evidence. Really, End of conversation. It's really just a bunch of rhetoric to yeah. – like basically say, don't look over here. We have all this right here that you should be worried right. about. And, and so you never have to go through the evidence again. He lays it out quickly one time. And it was like, there it is. Without Bam, ever, it. without ever laying. So afterwards, out. he can just be like, well, we proved that. Remember, we did that whole thing where we proved it. Yeah, remember you. Yeah, yeah, I remember. You were there. I've been saying I proved it. So. Yeah, it was like six minutes long, and it had a commercial. Like you, and you half remember, it, it was like nicknames for fucking Peter Strzok. Right. Know? Uh, do you remember Rogue Muller? In the uh, in the summer of or if maybe winter of seventeen, I think 18? is that his uh, Pokemon evolution. I he... I believe it is. <laughs> All right, it has now been officially three hundred and twenty eight days since the special counsel Robert Mueller was appointed to investigate so called Russian interference into our elections. All right, tonight we're still asking the question: Where is any evidence of collusion? Show us nothing so far, not a whiff, nothing, no evidence. Now, instead of concrete facts, information surrounding Russia's illicit actions, we now have in this country what is a runaway investigation. It's spinning out of control. It's led by Mueller and his merry band of Trump-hating deep state sycophants. That's just a fact. Now, That's not a fact. That is an opinion, buddy. Over years old payments from Ukraine, not Russia, to now an investigation into alleged affairs between Trump and a porn star named Stormy Daniels. You can't make this up. No, you and can't. Now, today we're happens. learning from reports that FBI agents during the Cone raid, they're actually looking for information about payments made to a former Playboy playmate, Karen McDougal. 
Does anyone actually believe that a porn star and a former Playboy playmate, that they're going to shed any light on potential collusion with Russia? The answer is, of course not. Robert Mueller is now officially gone rogue and declared war against the president. Sean Hannity knows what he's doing. We know what he's doing. But there's a reason that he is uh, talking about Bob Mueller, who he doesn't like, who's investigating his buddy, who and and then turning it into, oh, also there's porn star stars involved. Oh, also there's playmates involved. Like, what he's doing is he's doing what every meme does, where you take a little tiny bit of of story, Robert Mueller, and then you go, all of this other shit is attached to it. When the reason that we know about Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal and all of that is because... Paid off with campaign funds. Well, right, and because he and the, had to turn over his financial records and shit to the investigation because of the investigation that was going on. You the know, way, the if, way investigations work is they start from the beginning and work all the way through it. It's a timeline, and that's how they find the anomaly that they're looking for. Right. So, like, this was just a byproduct. Like, oh, this is actually a, a law that was violated that we didn't even know he did. Right. That so, we weren't even looking for. So, but here it is. And he got away with it anyway. But so what the fuck are they it's a, it, like? It is a way that, like, it stupefies the fucking population and the viewership that is that's eating this up on a nightly because basis. Because it's, it's accusing the whole investigation and and Robert Mueller of going out of his purview of like, oh, he's not just, right. He's not investigating what he should be. He's like, well, yeah, he was. He he, he asked yeah. for the documents and he got them and they read them all and they were like, hey, that's a crime. Yep. Like over just, the in case course, nobody cares and no one did. But, over the right. course of a presidential campaign, when you're looking through financial books, like. Imagine the sheer amount of numbers that that is. Like, that's just an insane amount of numbers also, that you have to comb through. Like, it, you have to look through each one of those with a fine-tooth comb. Even that's if it wasn't uh, even if it wasn't a crime, even if it didn't pay her off, the fact that he slept with a porn star while his wife is giving birth to their son, and, like, that's – someone's going to leak that. Right. It's a president who yeah. did that. Well, that's fucking newsworthy. And you're being fucking Bill Clinton got impeached over the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No shit. It, they really – it's got to hurt. Donald Trump and Sean Hannity and fans of Donald Trump, if they really like use that one brain cell, that's like, damn, the Trump and Clinton are like pretty fucking similar guys. Like, right? Pretty fucking similar guys. I imagine like, back in the nineties, they probably the liked shit. each other quite a bit. Right? Oh, I'm sure they were at parties. Hundred percent positive, they yeah. were at parties. I think Bill probably would have been upset that Trump was much of a drinker, but I think they both would have chased women around. So there right. you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. So I, uh, I told you guys earlier, Hannity has five enemies. All right. So sadly, tonight, what's happening is Mueller's runaway train of an investigation is something we have now been warning you about for over a year. I've told you there are five forces actively working against Donald Trump. They have from the beginning. It is your corrupt media, the corrupt Democratic Party that doesn't care about the American people, weak establishment Republicans, never Trumpers. They want to be proven right. And what we describe as the deep state. And tonight you have two of those five forces working together to malign the president you elected. Now, we did some digging today, and what did we find? There's a lot of reports you've been hearing about, about the inner workings of the Mueller investigation. They include a lot of anonymous sources. In fact, some of these reports are totally based on anonymous sourcing. That list, I, I only counted four. I don't know. Maybe I missed one. But, like, the media, the Dems, the rhinos, uh, the deep state, it's, that is literally everyone who did not vote for Trump. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. That's the enemy. That's... He just listed over half the fucking country mm-hmm. and most of the rest of the world. And, and we, he's like, those are the enemies. And we wonder how we got divided enough to fucking right. try to topple democracy. Because you got this Christ. guy going on air every just, day. Yeah. Yeah, because it's easy to say the media, <laughs> the blah, but like when you actually parse what he's saying and what he means, at least, that is an astounding number of people that he is labeling I also think it's evil. I also think that it's ironic that somebody who's such a big voice in the right and and somebody who whether or not he like claims them or whatever like the people that follow Trump are repeating the same shit that Sean Hannity is spitting out on the airwaves every day. Um I think it's funny in 2021 for to listen to a guy talk about how he has a problem with anonymous sources when the entire side when that entire team for the last several months and and probably for a lot longer into the future would have been like the election was stolen well can you give us evidence nah some guy said it like some some guy <laughs> in a tweet, I saw a video. Are um, we noticing a pattern? Yeah, like come on, dude. Like don't sit here and tell tell me how anonymous sources are well, bullshit. If YouTube you're YouTube research, yeah. If you're gonna go take fucking cucumber sixty nines fucking work Twitter word for for the stop the steal bullshit, like yeah. you know, I and I, I think know. it's also to keep like important to keep in mind. I don't know that it's been verified, but it's been, like, reported on a lot that Hannity and Trump talked almost every night. Yeah. That Trump watched Hannity and that Hannity had, like, he was, I mean, almost every day was talking to him on the phone. <clears throat> what he is saying is not, I don't even know that so much his opinion. Like, I, I don't know if that, if Hannity was influencing what Trump was saying and tweeting or if Trump was telling Hannity what to say. I think, but there seems to be coordination between them. I think a little bit of both. They probably met for coffee like twice a week. I would bet you that. Well, the amount of times that Trump retweeted him or just didn't Hannity wasn't it said that Hannity had a uh, like a office or was basically like at the White House for he was called the uh, uh, someone called him the secret chief of staff or something yeah something equivalent of that that he was actually had an official role more or less one of the clips that I didn't use for the episode because it took place a little bit before my timeline uh, still kind of in the realm of the 2016 election though when Trump was um, in the campaign prior to winning the winning the election there was you'll remember there was a time where he was asked or he was going to give a list of judges that he was willing to put on for uh the supreme court or federal yeah. courts or like whatever um and everybody knew that that was not a list that he wrote when he went on sean hannity to do an interview about it sean hannity did all the talking like Sean Hannity was like, yeah, so you've said you want to do this, 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 and this, and put these types of judges on and do this, this, this. and Trump was like, yeah, people say really great things, like blah, <laughs> like whatever stupid thing but that Trump people, said. I mean, you but told was, me to do that. But yeah. it was, yeah, it was Hannity. So Hannity was doing the sales pitch. Yeah, Hannity was telling him, this is what you want to do. Well, and I think after what, like, Trump kind of like lost Bannon as a guy that was around, he needed the other guy who was ta- he felt was tapped into the um, the average American or his voter, right? Who could tell me, like, all right, what do I say to keep them happy, to yeah. keep them on my so, side? So, basically, Hannity did a really good Goebbels impression. Yeah, Hannity's been He's, doing yeah. a very good Goebbels uh, impression for the last several years. And really, even before Trump, um, like, 
Hannity is Hannity is what I would call a fascist. Like that dude is. I'm 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 sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he really doesn't like anonymous sources, and let him tell you. He really doesn't like them. So who are all these anonymous people feeding all this information to their friends in the liberal media? Now, could it be that Mueller's team is actually coordinating with the liberal media, these outlets, to turn public opinion against President Trump? That helps their case. Now, maybe Mueller's office and their emails, maybe they'll get raided in pre-dawn hours. Maybe we'll see that happen. So I actually didn't even realize. Uh, their emails don't need to get raided because they don't have again? They don't have national security. Yeah. Is he accidentally being fascist as shit there? Maybe my enemy's offices will get raided. Hey! Is anybody watching my show that can make that happen? Also, like, I just hate this. After four years of Trump, when, like, there were quite a lot of anonymous stories that leaked in the four years. Mm -hmm. Everything leaked in that administration. And it's so many holes. Almost all of them have been verified at this point. Or the vast majority, I feel like. Yeah, not a lot have been refuted or shown to be false. Well, it's probably because he hired and fired like fifteen thousand people right? over the and past he, four years. He hires, obviously, they're yeah. going to be upset and go talk about and he what hires they heard. Sick right. fans, you know, he hires people that like that are like okay with lying, and that means they're like they're only going to claw at each other and try to you know. Do, yeah, like you can't bring people on in your cabinet, give them the secrets of the nation, and then treat them like crap right. to where Especially, they hate your guts, and in turn would spill over. Some of this information, whenever they get let back out onto the streets, and they're and, not and, your friend anymore. And the reason a lot of them wanted to be anonymous when they reported this stuff is because what did they do to well, the people that came out? Well, they knew there would be out? retribution. Yeah, they were discredited. Their people picked right. through their life. They fucking got death threats. Sean Hannity uh, is is does something. Um, he really doesn't like Mueller. He's really been trying to paint Mueller as a bad. A bad dude with ill intentions and, you know, oh, there's all these anonymous sources and uh, maybe maybe it's Mueller's team that's well, they, le- that's working with the media and probably Hollywood too. Wild and, speculation. I don't know. Are there Jews in town? They're probably involved too. Like, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's Hannity's game. Um, but he's also smart enough to know that because he is the guy who is, who Donald Trump is listening to, um, he needs to tell him, like, hey, bro, don't fuck this up. Now, clearly, the corrupt media and Mueller, knowing there's no collusion, there's no evidence of collusion. If they had it, we would know it by now. They're hoping that President Trump actually fires Mueller. And without a doubt, like Sarah Sanders said today, the president does have, actually, the legal right to fire Mueller. But we know if the president does, imagine the political outcry, what it would be like. It would be massive. In fact, This is likely exactly what many in these five forces I talk about want, because they believe it would spark, oh, the humiliating end of the Trump presidency that we, the people, voted for. After all, you know, that's been their goal from the get-go. We've always known that. And in their minds, this would set President Trump up to be impeached. And the sad truth tonight is while Mueller is on this witch hunt fishing expedition, it is abundantly clear that if Trump fires Mueller, sadly, nothing will go away. The truth is it'll only get worse, it'll only get louder, we'll only become more divided, nothing will get done in the country. You're the one dividing us, like, well, holy I mean, shit. I, what got done in the last four years anyway, That besides, like, a pandemic and 
Right, which we are not even there yet. A bunch of executive orders. But like they didn't they didn't do anything. They, they didn't do anything that any other Republican wouldn't have done. Yeah. He renamed a mountain. He re, he did rename a mountain. He <laughs> did he put, do that. He, he put justices on courts, but he picked from a list. They gave him the I same don't thing know. that the Cruz we we got the yeah, same courts. He would have had the same list of the short list of people to look at. He, Maybe there'd be one difference in one of right. the judges, but and I think what like and they it's not exactly but, you might have won but Hannity is Hannity is smart enough to know that like I need to go on my show and tell Donald Trump don't fucking don't, fire yeah. Mueller, especially because this is now as the investigation you, is coming to an end, and like like we're only a few weeks from getting the final report. We yeah. all know this at this point, and Donald Trump's still talking about fucking firing him because Donald Trump just loves to throw fuel on the fire and. Hannity's going on his show being like, dude, fucking no, they will impeach you for that shit. Like, don't fire the guy. Like, because that's what Nixon did. Like, that's. Yeah. Well, know? and then the firing Comey is when the shit started to get real for you anyway. No, yeah, so, now, right. That, that was not a good. Don't that repeat that. would have been actual obstruction of justice. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, Sean Hannity, the right wing, anybody can say what whatever they want about, oh, there's no evidence as far as the Mueller report goes. It's sitting right there um, on that little desk over there, 458 pages. There's a lot of evidence. There's also two really important sentences uh, in the Mueller report on page one of volume one and on page two or on page one of volume two. And the sentence is the same both times. Because he's the president of the United States, we're not going to apply the law. Essentially, I'm paraphrasing. Um, Because it would... Some bullshit... It would hurt his, like his presidency or whatever. Fuck off! This is the means that we have for holding people accountable. And you're like, well... We don't want to hey, undermine the position. Before we lay out these ten instances where he totally did commit a crime, we're going to tell you that uh, he, apparently he is above the law. Right. So yeah. here's the evidence. Pretty much. Because, I if, mean— If the offense is enough to be investigated, then you're not undermining the office. Right. Right. It was for the, posterity. You're, you're, you're holding the office to a standard in which it needs to be accountable. Well, I think that we've done a good job Especially, in destroying that standard now. I can't uh, believe after Nixon we wouldn't we wouldn't think that like it's important, especially important to hold. What, imagine what he could have done if he'd gotten away with like, gotten away with that. Just like that would have been standard. We're gonna fucking bug our enemies from here on out so we can get what they're gonna do. You know what's like, funny to uh, me? Is, oh, I think they still absolutely. They do probably that. do. Yeah, it's more sophisticated. It's probably fishing now or well, fishing. <laughs> you know what's so interesting to me is the the how angry the right was the whole time that like they had the white house the the senate and the house like they're so angry through the entire thing and this might be one of the happiest moments that sean hannity had the witch hunt is dead gone it is buried the real russia investigation is only beginning now, today's That's hearing capped off what will now go down in history as one of the single bi- biggest, most epic embarrassments in history, in American history. What happened today should shock the conscience of every American. The liars in the Democratic Party, their cheerleaders in the media mob, they have been exposed yet again. You can never trust these people, ever. The, the real Russian uh, investigation is beginning is the, the aforementioned Uranium One bullshit 
one yeah, that went the, nowhere. The investigation <laughs> that never happened. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah like, Sean Hannity has a really good, nice way of I mean, just kind of. Uh, go ahead. His cap at the end of that bit is that you can never trust these people ever. How do you expect to bridge this now? Yeah, no, and and now that we know that we need to to start cooperating, or at least I would hope that a lot of America knows that we need to start cooperating, that the situation is untenable. How do you pull that back? Yeah, I, I guarantee you, he's not pulling back. No, he's well, an accel- he, accelerationist. It, that's what all he is. Well, and it becomes really hard to pull it back because you've beat this into people's heads now, yeah. and they believe it. Like they believe, and I'll turn the on other you side you... is my enemy, right? And when these guys tell them, especially where it gets scary for me, is when they start to bring religion into the shit. Because when you start messing with people on a psychological level that way, where you're fighting for God now. Well, they know what they're doing. Yo, they absolutely know what they're doing. They're recruiting zealots. <laughs> but it's but it's very scary for those of us who just want to fucking live. <laughs> like, yeah, just, 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 right. just like, let me attempt to live the American dream that I've been told about right. all this time. It doesn't even need to be a dream. It can be like a short like Nap. moment in yeah. fucking daydream. Like, like it's, it's hard enough just to exist. Into, yeah. It's expensive just to exist in right. this country. Let alone having to worry about this other crap on a daily basis. Yeah. Sean Hannity happy sounds like Sean Hannity mad. Like yeah, there's not a lot there's of same not, thing. There's not a lot of same difference. Thing. Yeah, uh, the propaganda machine rolls on. The the, the investigation is dead. Um, and what, like three weeks later, a new investigation started? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Hannity. We have big breaking news tonight on multiple fronts. A former top prosecutor from Ukraine has now implicated, yes, sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe in what is a very serious crime. We have brand new evidence, including a signed affidavit signed under the threat of perjury, the real charge of perjury, if in fact he lied. Rudy Giuliani's comprehensive timeline coming up tonight, and it is very revealing. I'm sure that it is. I'm sure, I'm sure that Rudy's got all the dirt. Um, yeah, you know, those press conferences go so well. So obviously we're getting into this, the Ukraine phone call with uh, President Zelensky or I love, whatever. But it's the same thing when, like, it's, oh, they're, they're, they're saying Trump did something with Ukraine? We got another real Ukraine story, and it's about yeah. Joe Biden. It's creepy. It's creepy. Beepy, Everything beepy, is like... like- <laughs> It's I'm rubber, you're glue. That like yeah. that's all that or I'm you're rubber, I'm glue. Sean Hannity is standing there with a shield, deflecting every fucking arrow that yes. shot at Trump. Yeah. Yes, he is, um, and he has really goofy, childish ways of doing it. This important news and information will prove that the media mob has been and continues to be covering for Joe Biden and his son. Also, the fraudulent Pelosi Schiff impeachment circus is getting off to a horrific start. Their first star witness just literally shot down and deflated all of the left's anti-Trump impeachment fantasies. And by the way, the cowardly Adam Schiff has been caught in yet another disgusting lie. There are now growing calls for the liar-in-chief, the cowardly Shifty Schiff, to be kicked off his committee. The cowardly Shifty Schiff. Wow, he the is. The liar-in-chief. He, 
he saw Trump do it. He's, he's like, oh, like, that's how you do. He's yeah, not providing any context. Well, he's no, just he's throwing out. Mean. He's not really providing any content. I don't even know if he was even alliterating. He's just throwing out yeah. random Insult? insults yeah. at yeah. people that he doesn't like. Yeah, he's, he's and not so, even clever insults. To, like, be funny if you're gonna do it. Like, be the John Oliver no, fucking late night. Be funny about but it. But you're if right. That's the route you're going. You're right, Frank. That he, like, what he is doing is he saw Donald Trump. Say that whatever he said about Megan Kelly or Rosie O'Donnell or whatever, and he's just like, "Oh, did that get a rise out of people? I'm gonna do that too." That's, that's what. The, that's the whole, you know. Yeah, oh, like, your uteruses will be fine, like whatever. Like on he's, top, on top of shit. whatever own personal agenda he has, his job is more or less to sell partisanship to get ratings. Right. right. Stoke the fear of yeah. The stoke the fire. Fucking widen the divide. Profit off it. Yeah, um, and 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 deflecting is a is a big part of his game. Um, and he, lots of right wing guys. Alex Jones is one of these guys um, that, that is similar uh, to Alex Jones is going to be a go to uh, reference for me because I think he's like the epitome of what is. Like, you can't put a face on QAnon. You can put a face on Alex Jones. Well, and he's and, like, been doing it longer than the Milos right. or the fucking uh, David Duke or, or any of those other he, assholes. He has a, a, a practice or a, a play, a card that he uses uh, over and over again. And, and a lot of fraudsters do. And Sean Hannity is really good at, at it, too. And what it is is they like to set up their defense by creating the narrative ahead of time. Buckle up. There's going to be a brand new deep state leak. This is a warning. Pretty much a minute by minute. A new non-whistleblower whistleblower every second because they think, oh, we got traction here. Let's What's uh, China, CNN, Russia? Did... Moments ago, fake news CNN reporting about another leak from another phone call with another world leader, this time the president of China. The corrupt media is now trying to flood the zone with anti-Trump speculation, especially since Ukraine is blowing up in their faces and again backfiring. Now, the president said this to China, was going to say this to Russia, this to the Saudis. They're going to now demand every transcript ever of every conversation our president has as commander-in-chief with the foreign leader. All right, well, let's play this game. I would like the release of every Biden-Ukraine phone call transcript. And by the way, where we're at it, I would like every Obama-Iran, Mullah, Rouhani transcript. I'd like the Obama-Putin transcripts. What is the flexibility that he showed after his re-election? You get the point. It's all a fishing expedition. What Sean's doing is a fishing expedition. What The point that he is trying to make, though, to his listeners is that uh, that that oh all of he, these calls are going to come out now he's trying to make it sound like they're subpoenaing this willy-nilly i like, think yeah they, they found evidence so they have to look into right the the context of which that evidence was found well, and he's to t- see if it's sound they're not just pulling random phone calls well, because they what, want to. He's, that's what he would have you believe is that they're just like, well, just get us this thing and there'll be something there we can he use. Would have for, you, he would have you believe that they're looking for anything and everything just to get the guy. And so no matter what comes out, it's probably bullshit. So just ignore it. Yeah, that's, what he's, the, that's what he's telling his For listeners. the first 50% of his little monologue there, I had no idea what he was even talking about. Yeah, right? he had no idea what and he was I think fucking talking like, about. We, we, we were all here. We covered... We we talked about the the phone call. We read the the words. I mean, as as much as the the Zelensky phone call, but Trump 
Trump in the U- Ukraine, right? Like it's pretty clear there was a he was asking him to dig up dirt on the guy that he was pretty sure he was going to go up against. Oh yeah, there's no like getting like yeah. you can try to deflect and be like, ooh, shiny object. Look at these. I want these phone calls that could maybe prove crime, but that he he still isn't like dealing with the fact that. Trump is being accused of improper no. behavior. And again, he's in so many instances his his game is just turn it to the other side. And at this point, I mean this is still during the first impeachment. Biden I don't even think has announced that he's running yet and it's a, but they but we, I think he has. We kind of maybe he has. But by the time the Ukraine call, yeah. So, you know, like he's they're they're assuming that Biden is going to be the guy. So they're already turning this into creepy Joe and, you know, Was that the whatever. first time he was called creepy sleepy Joe? I don't know if that was the I first time. Pretty close because to even, it. Was. even the shift thing cuz he called him shifty shift, right? Yeah. Or, He's literally he's just doing stealing the, Trump. Well, and he's doing the Cuomo thing, the Trump-looking thing. Yeah, where or even the way he said China is like, yeah, he, that's completely. Also, something that I haven't pointed out that's that he's copyright infringement that he said a couple of times now, but in in the early clips, it, back in like 2016, he he's taught he's still referring to the media as the mainstream media and the left wing media. By now, in 2019, he's calling them the mob. And like so, his rhetoric is changing. The media now. mob. That, I heard that too. And yeah, I just like that's, he he said it a couple of times, and it's something that he first that's all, his thing now. Fuck, they he, love alliteration. They they think that it makes everything hit harder. Like every nickname, everything's got to be like, I yeah, I like alliteration. The dirty dossier. The fucking it, you know. It right. makes comedy funnier, and it makes. It throws a better edge into a rap song, but it absolutely doesn't belong in politics. Right. It does like it's talking down to your audience, being like, "Well, you're too stupid to remember or to get this, so I'll give you two buzzwords that you can remember, and you it, can just throw those out in conversation." Well, it's just all all the propaganda, and then all of a sudden, here's the little eensy bit of context, and then more propaganda. Yeah, I agree that the way that they use it is stupid. I appreciate alliteration, um, but I don't appreciate it in like the like whatever its place in society is the animaniacs its place the, in society is in like titles of books <laughs> like and, well and the most it should be used in in politics is like a campaign slogan i do think right like a yard sign right i do think <laughs> built back better <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do think it is ironic some of the lines that we hear uh, from the right in 2019 as opposed to late 2020 or 2021. We're going to break down tonight in detail something corrupt and dangerous to this democratic republic that we love. We will expose on this program the Democrats' top secret, their Soviet-style impeachment coup attempt, and how it is an unprecedented, unconstitutional attempt to nullify the will of the American people. When did the Soviets ever impeach anybody? <laughs> yeah, I don't. They didn't. I think they just shot people when they wanted them yeah. gone, right? Yeah. Like, um, or took them to Siberia, one he, of the two. Well, either, either way, they didn't overthrow the leader. Yeah. Here's the point. Uh, like, So we're laughing at him a lot because like, we understand that he's stupid. Something that's really frustrating to me, though, like through this entire thing, and like it's starting to, especially as we get closer to present time, it's really starting to weigh on me that, like, you made the point, Jim, earlier that, like, how do you come back from the things that you're saying when you start, like, driving this wedge as deep as you are? 
And, you know, what he says there is that, like, oh, there's the there's an attack on democracy. Uh, they're trying to overturn the will of the people. The, and then immediately follows it up with the Democrats are the bad guys. And it's a phony impeachment. And it's this and it's this. And, like, so you're you're taking that stake and you're just driving it further into the heart of yeah when he said when he says things in this context like the will of the people he's trying to make it sound like it was the will of everyone like yeah no man yeah 50 of this country doesn't agree right you can't just ignore them but that's no. part of that nuanced debate you'd have to have if you were an actual news pundit instead of just a propagandist and that's not his game. No, he, he has to paint with the broadest brush possible. So, like, there's no. And then their only argument, that. their only argument against folks like us who actually like listening to the intellectuals is, oh, the intellectuals are just stupid. Yeah, yeah, the the they're elite. They're, uh, yeah, the college professors. They yeah. all teach that. Uh, yeah, they want to microchip you. Yeah. All they have, they don't, like, fuck facts. All they have is opinions. If you're like most Americans, you didn't watch today's impeachment charade, here's the big takeaway. Another huge dud and, frankly, an embarrassing spectacle for the entire country. Now, what Democrats are doing to this country, this is humiliating to all of us, a display that needs to come to an end. Common sense, reason, intellectual honesty ever played a part in any of this. Nothing but one opinion after another opinion after another opinion, followed by conjecture on the opinion and how my feelings are about whatever. That's all you do. All you are is how is opinion after opinion after conjecture after my feelings. Yeah. Like, what? Well, like, <sighs> also, like, Sean, like, what? It wasn't just conjecture and feel Like, I get into it. Like, if it was just conjecture and feelings being like, well, the what one lawyer it? said that it made him feel bad. Because that wasn't it. Because that's what he wants you to believe by just saying it was like, oh, just like my feelings were hurt. No, it was well, crimes I, were committed. You but, don't get to speak for all of us. Like you don't get to say that no. the that this is this is an this is humiliating for all of us. Fuck you. Yeah. That from my perspective, some of us are proud. Some of us are trying to hold or want to see somebody be held accountable. We have to keep revisiting this. Right. Also, how much of a tell is it that he starts that with being like, well, if you're like most Americans, you didn't watch the impeachment. You came to me to get your talking points. And your talking points are that it was an embarrassment. Right. And you yeah. should feel bad. Yeah. As you know, like that's literally what he's saying. Like he also don't judge for yourself. Take also, my word for it. And and you'll hear it over and over and over again. We've already hear, heard it over and over again is what he likes to do is, is, is paint this picture where if you're a real American, you came here. If you're a Democrat, you're a bad guy. Like the like the Democrats are separate from the real Americans. Now, granted, he knows that his base isn't Democrats, but he's not trying to 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 have any Democratic viewers whatsoever because he doesn't give a fuck because he's on one team and like he only cares about that team. Um, and There's no money in the left for him. He can't. That's not a needle he can thread to 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 a profit. Yeah, you gotta right. understand that his only marketable skill outside of this is sweeping a floor. Right. So th the best bet he can can now do is radicalize as many listeners as he can to this new worldview that the world is ending. They're coming after Trump. It's a witch hunt. Right. And that like every other media is part of the media mob, except for me. You implicitly, that's what it implies, right? That right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's ridiculous, and you know we we remember how the impeachment played out. It didn't because. At this point, we've already been divided so far that 
like, of course Republicans aren't going to... I mean, Fox News, not even Hannity, but they spent the entire Mueller investigation saying it was a witch hunt. And then the Ukraine investigation was just a rehashing. Okay, it's another witch hunt. Yeah. They had people primed to, like, not give a shit and to to expect that Trump was going to get away with it. And he did. Yep. All right, welcome to Hannity. Tonight, the Democratic Party way out of control. They've declared war on a president of the United States and, of course, driven by a blind, unyielding, psychotic rage for President Trump. And Democrats and their collaborators in the mob, they will do anything to smear, slander, besmirch President Trump and anybody that likes the president. That means they're really attacking you, we, the American people. So make no mistake, all these holier-than-thou, well, dirtbags, to be very obvious here, they have wanted President Trump impeached pretty much the very moment he was sworn in. And, of course, they just haven't been able to come up with any reason because he didn't do anything wrong. Russia, 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 impeach, 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 collusion, collusion, stormy, stormy. Okay, there were no high crimes, bribery, misdemeanors, no conspiracy, no obstruction of justice, no cover-up at all. And tonight, nothing has changed. Ukrainian story, you know what? The only person that was there shaking down Ukraine for anything was sleepy, creepy, crazy Joe 30330. (laughs) Oh, my Dude, what? 30330? What is that supposed to mean? I didn't is that like them? a C3PO reference? I don't I didn't look it up. I don't get it. Uh all I know is that I, I don't I I mean that's a that's an a 30330. That's an Atlanta zip code. What I don't know what that is. Like that, it, that yeah, my d- first thought would be like is it a Scranton? Is that where <laughs> is that where the laptop was? <laughs> like, that'd be hilarious if so what the fuck is he leet speaking is he supposed to spell something he just needed to rhyme like that's that all did, it was oh my it's, god it's he was the dropping illiter- a bar he yeah. was dropping a bar it's Sean Hannity spits bars uh, yeah I don't Jesus. know Again, I love in that clip though the way that like he asserts that like this is what they think about you or this yeah. is what yeah like he, he's yeah He's telling you he who your enemy is. He just spouted a bunch of nonsense and you. then found a way to throw Joe's name in at the end. Yeah. I love that he doesn't. Have, he has a thought that, like, what Democrats can never – they don't have a remote. They can't find the show. It's only visible to Republicans. Everyone right. watching is obviously on my side. Right. And to your point, Jim, like, it, it, just throwing Biden in at the end, that could have been – that would have been the exact same uh, soundbite had he replaced Joe's name with Hillary. Like, it's the exact same clip as what we listened to at the beginning of the show. Just insert name here. It, you know, like, you just insert your new enemy. It could be Nancy Pelosi. It could be Hillary Clinton. It could be Barack Obama. They're you all could socialists. Just, you like, could just whatever. leave a space and then, put, like, edit in a name later. Just save yourself time. Yeah. Because he says the same thing. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't even remember what exactly happened at that point with Ukraine. But... Anybody that's involved in any sort of diplomacy, like, how do you think diplomacy gets done? How do you think that these well, handshakes by, actually happen? By bullying the other country. Well, Isn't you, that how it works? You either bully them or you scratch their back. That's the only way diplomacy works. Yeah. That's the reason that the structure of the Iran nuclear deal looks the way it does. It's yeah, mostly I, a bully job. Yeah. I would say with with Trump, though, like, if, if you want... Uh, the president of another country to open an investigation into your political rival, 
Maybe you don't call them. Maybe you have your Justice Department do it. Well, and I don't think or that, the, that's the ambassador. Like what he was trying to do that like that's not diplomacy. What he was trying to do with the Zelensky call was get Oh, I was I was speaking on Joe Biden on why oh, he was right. there. Um Oh, right. Yeah. Now, but as far as Trump is go- is concerned, like Trump's call is like, yeah, you should have been impeached for that. And the yeah. Democrats aren't the fucking bad guys here. Um, you, you literally pushed somebody to investigate who you knew would be your rival to dig up dirt. Now, all yeah. of that disappears. While you were being impeached for <laughs> a yeah, different. Yeah, literally. Like that call takes place while he's in the process of being like Mueller investigated. This is fucking ridiculous. Conspiracy <laughs> and also, like, conspiracy for foreign interruption in an election or some somewhat shady backdoor dealings that happen during diplomacy. Which one is more offendable? Right. Um And with Trump too, it was uh, also not uh, proven backdoor right. shady deals. Well and with Trump too, it was the the end of a long fucking at that point, it was just year. You know, he had been doing so many scandals. It was just like, of yeah. course, he's he, like he gets away with everything. Why would he not do a try? Right. So yeah, and we know at this point that the like at that point in 2019 that the Republicans weren't going to do anything. The Sean Hannitys and Alex Joneses and all of those guys, uh, Tucker Carlson's, those were all going to keep perpetuating the same line that the left is your enemy and blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm not saying that people on the left don't do the same thing to the right, um, but in the 2016 to 2020-21 time period, I feel like the left has more right to do that. Like, I feel like they stand, they're coming from a, a better place where, like, no, this shit's actually fascist over here. Yeah, like, those other guys they, are talking fascist they cer- shit. They certainly had the moral high ground over the last few years. Without really needing to try to take it. Like, yeah. just kind of because the other person's position, the other side's positions have been so ridiculous. Um, so, I, I don't know. There so, was so many, like, factual things they could grasp at that they didn't need to just invent crap like Hannity. Yeah. Well, Jim, the right wing, like, extremist as far as pundits and commentary go, they're not interested in facts. Enter 2020. You welcome to Hannity tonight. If you are over the mass hysteria, if you're over politicizing and weaponizing of the coronavirus, you are not alone. That's why tonight we are focused on two major stories. First, we're going to call out anyone and everyone who's using this virus as a political weapon against Who the president. Sick, it's sad, but Donald predictable. fucking Trump. I'm sure in the end, the mob and the media, well, they will be advancing their new conspiracy theory and their newest hoax. Probably they'll come up with, hypothetically, I'm just guessing, wouldn't shock me, President Trump Putin, mad scientists in Russia, Ukraine are manufacturing the coronavirus on purpose so they can hurt innocent children and kill grandma and grandpa before they throw them over a cliff, before they feed them dog food. Sean, this isn't going to age well, bro. Your side has been talking about how China created it in a lab. Wuhan virus, Kung flu. Our president used those terms. Don't point it out, dude. He... The, what, Especially when that was never a theory what, the left took up. I even, think even in the crazy circles, no one ever blamed Putin. If you notice that in like 2016, he's he's talking more carefully than he is in 
2019-2020. At this point, those mashed potato brains have set in so hard and, and, and are like are along for the ride no matter where it goes that now like the end the last part of his sentence doesn't match what the front part of his sentence was he starts out by saying like are you sick of this being politicized are you sick of the mass hysteria are you now let me politicize it even more and make it even more hysterical (laughs) the fucking democrats are doing this i love it and i love that line is so telling we're gonna call out anybody who is politicizing covid against trump like okay because if you didn't include those last two words it would you would have to but talk let me about tell you trump, about how the right. democrats started it all <laughs> right? yeah they're just big bullies man um yeah yeah and what's funny too is that like he goes on and he i there was a fucking brief moment where like i thought he might get somewhere that he needed to go but he didn't surprise me that's why this clip is called oh oh nope Look, it is time, in all seriousness, for simple, fundamental truths to protect our fellow Americans. That means Democrats, that means Republicans, liberals, conservatives, and libertarians, and everybody in between. Viruses do not have a political identity. So tonight, we will separate cold, hard truth from what is the mob's latest manufactured, irresponsible, over-the-top rhetoric. Our medical A-team and Dr. Oz tonight will explain. Plus, coming up, we will show you how Democrats and the media now want you to ignore real concerns about quid pro quo Joe and his apparent and his increasing inability to complete thoughts and deliver a cogent speech. It is now a serious campaign issue. By the way, it was serious to Democrats when Ronald Reagan was running for re-election. We have the evidence. But we start with the media mob's ongoing effort to now use a virus, an infectious disease, as a political weapon all to bludgeon President Trump yet again. Politicize, politicize, blah, 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 blah. We'll get to that in a second. Frank, you noticed it too. So now we're into the Biden years, okay? And Sean Hannity has a subconscious thing. It... And at least in what I've noticed in my researching this and my pulling these clips, Sean Hannity has a subconscious thing where every fucking time that he calls Biden bumbling, he stumbles over the next few words. And it's amazing. <laughs> it is so Instead fun. of saying coherent, he said like cogent oh, or something like it, that. It's so good. And it's like, uh, it's every fucking time. Um, it, it's awesome. Also but, perpetuating this theory that, Biden has dementia and can't string a sentence together when, I mean... He literally he, starts by going, by by saying that, oh, the virus doesn't know politics, it doesn't care about your politics, but Biden, Biden's a bad guy. Biden cares, yeah. That, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, that is the funniest clip I've heard in a while, and unintentionally. He, like, I... Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he, I, I'm pretty sure that's God fucking with him. Like, <laughs> I really think that it is because like Sean Hannity is such a dick that like, or a every producer t- is just like blowing an like a air horn in his ear and only he can just hear turns just on, like, just turns on a vibrating sound. <laughs> fuck. What the fuck was that? He will literally read everything that's on the teleprompter. So somebody took the word coherent and slipped a G in there. <laughs> yeah. The fuck it, he gets, he's Ron Burgundying it. What did yeah. he call him? Sleepy Weepy Joe or? He's called him a. He, he loves to add on fucking names. Skippity Shift Ship. I don't know. <laughs> um, did you know Trump's the, president's the greatest trip president to ever? the CDC marks what has been the single most aggressive and most thorough response, the quickest response 
by any modern-day administration to any type of pandemic or virus outbreak, in this case, the coronavirus. But predictably, sadly, you can't even agree to work together to prevent people from getting a virus. Oh, you mean like uh, I don't think the virus cares the if it's a liberal or a conservative infected. Anyway, the mob and the media, Democrats, what do they do? They want to use a deadly virus as a political weapon against the president, seemingly rooting for this to be, quote, Trump's Katrina. They want you to believe that the spread of corona is the president's fault and he's not doing enough to protect you. Uh, they couldn't be further from the truth. He literally didn't do anything. He literally didn't do anything to protect you. Just like, whatsoever. Hey, go governors, uh, left, you, you handle that. Yep, left it up to states' rights. Yeah. Yeah, which is just, it wasn't about states. He just, he was passing <laughs> the buck. When's the last yeah. time we've had this conversation? <laughs> yeah. He was passing it's the about goddamn buck. rights. He was passing the goddamn buck. He was, yeah, I mean, dude, if if he would, if this was the best response ever, there wouldn't be a conversation about masks. And Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity himself talking about, oh, well, they're politicizing. Dude, and I you've feel been like, telling people that masks are an infringement of their fucking freedoms. Like, and I feel like it, 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 if a modern president would have uh, done a worse job with an outbreak, then Ebola would have been a much bigger problem than it turned out to be. Or but Obama SARS, got, yeah, like. Yeah, there there, there have, have been, been outbreaks that were handled so well because we had competent people at the helm at the time, and we got lucky. I'm sure part of it was just the breaks. You know, it, it wasn't as bad or as communicable as COVID was. But it's so ignorant to say that, like, based on nothing, that like, like Trump's they, handled this better than anybody. Yeah, they like to often compare it to how the avian flu was handled under or the swine flu. That that one, the swine flu was handled under Obama, and. The swine flu caught the world with its pants down. Th this COVID caught the world with its pants down, but at least it's less deadly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, the, the, the irony is so thick, though, that he could be complaining about people politicizing a deadly pandemic. Like, it doesn't care if you're Democrat or Republican, but I'm going to use it to make a political point because <laughs> yeah. I care if you're Democrat or Republican. Right. That's all, like, that's all he does the whole, the whole fucking year. That's all he did. I, I mean, starting on like that f first clip where he's talking about, uh, like, oh, they're trying to tell you that Trump is, like, that's from March sixth of two thousand twenty. Like, it, it's early. I don't even. Th the lockdowns haven't even started happening yet at that point, and he, he's already just. <sighs> and then you know when you go on through the year and they what what at what point in the co uh, in the. In the year was that clip of him saying that Trump is the has responded to this better than any president. That has. Uh, that was either in it was either in late March or early May. That's how remember. early he said. Oh yeah, that, yeah. How fucking irresponsible to say was, that. I think when that was that, March. Even if it was November, like we're not out of it so, yet. I'm you pretty, cannot say that he. I'm pretty sure if, in early May that's whenever he was just like, "Hey, governors, handle it." Yeah, I, I would also never. I would never say that during a pandemic if I was a news person. On the off chance that what if this goes bad and a hundred million people die, you right. want to be the person in the first like a, a month of outbreak of the Black Plague who you're like the president's doing great. I don't even think that like it was the end of March when the lockdowns went into effect, and like the, March thirteenth was is that when it was? So that first clip though that's, was that's whenever all the major sporting events got canceled. Yeah, that, and think shit got real. That first clip was uh That's March. whenever I had my freak out go to the grocery store get your guns. <laughs> <laughs> two two of those two of those clips were March 6th and March 9th and then 
there's another one that's in there that's either late March or May. I can't remember off the top of my head. Either way, all of those clips are very early on in the pandemic for you to be touting somebody as the best. And especially when you're touting them at the best at a time where the lockdowns have just gone into effect. So, like, he's not doing anything. Everybody's just sitting on their hands right now trying to figure it out. We knew there there was no vaccine in the future. That, like, there was... We didn't... There was just a run on toilet paper. We were hiding from the plague at that point. Like, you're not doing much, and you reluctantly shut us down. And Trump didn't even shut us down. The fucking states individually shut shut down as people... Every governor had to take it on themselves, yeah. Yeah, as the outrage in their their, uh, respective states fucking... And then mayors had to fight with every fucking uh, pizza joint owner that didn't want to close down and wanted to, you know, like... America never shut down. If Donald Trump as the president wanted to handle that the way the rest of the world was handling it, it would have been an immediate shutdown because we watched what happened to Italy. Right. And they were sucking mud through a straw. Right. And then people like Sean Hannity have the nerve to go on and be like, well, he restricted fucking uh, travel to China, travel to China. Yeah. But not because of the pandemic, because he's a racist. At at that point, (laughs) at that point, it wasn't solely in China. It was already in the rest of the world. Right. Like, Like, what what is it going to do? People are coming from Italy and the UK. All right. That is nothing. Yeah. It literally does nothing. My my parents, two days. No, they were coming home the day after lockdown started. From the Dominican Republic, which is when when they were down there, they were at like the swim up bars with some people from Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they could have very well brought it back, mm-hmm. but the, luckily they didn't. Yeah, I I have always loved that line that like, well, Trump shut shut down Chinese travel. Yeah, but that was based on biggest bigotry and a, a dog whistle to his base in an election year so, nothing hey, else and also like, something he just wanted he wanted to do that in 2016 right he just couldn't get away with it like covid is like yeah. oh i can do that now and no one will say boo all right cool right do it. yep exactly um so 2020 is an election year we remember it it's not that far past um kind of had a big climax if it wasn't for my <laughs> if it wasn't for my son being born in 2020 i would give 2020 zero out of five stars yeah yeah agreed um for all intents and purposes yeah uh sean hannity needs to get out the word to his base this is what biden's america is gonna look like folks guess what socialism a history of failure one thing is certain regardless of whatever name they call it, whatever country they've tried it, lofty promises that everything is going to be taken care of. Socialism always, always results in broken promises, widespread misery, yep, dramatic increases in poverty, carnage, corruption, loss of freedom, and one-party rule. Just Every saying, single Marxist just state throughout Trump history years. is an utter failure. Still, in order to shore up his radical base, the very weak Joe Biden is now bowing down to these extremists. And Biden, of course, tapping Bernie Sanders as his chief economic czar, literally plagiarizing, as usual, Bernie's socialist platform, word for word. Remember, Bernie Sanders, he used to be a pariah not long ago inside the Democratic Party, an outlier, you know, was just a socialist. And they just, it was a coalition together with the Democrats. He was just basically tolerated among party leadership, but an annoyance every step of the way from Vermont, who pretty much had insane socialist ideas. 
Now he's calling the shots inside the Biden campaign because Joe is desperate. And as the president called it, the Biden Bolshevik Bernie uh, manifesto. Biden Bolshevik like Bernie manifesto. Uh, yeah. There's three, three B's there. Way, yeah. way to tongue twister, Sean. Uh, Alliteration so is not his friend. He he overdoes. I it. hate this idea because it goes back to that Biden being having dementia and having no brain. That that like Biden, uh, he's nervous. So he has Biden. He doesn't know what to do. So he's mm. bringing Bernie on, and Bernie's gonna run things, or Kamala's gonna run things. Well, and they're also trying. Why to, would he be nervous? He just fucking won. They're also tying. Well, he hasn't yet. Uh, in in this, oh at this point, yeah, yeah, at this point he, he hasn't won. Um. Even he, still, like this idea, because this, this idea is pers- it's lasted since he's gotten into office that there's other people mm-hmm. behind. And I guess we see this with everyone. You the, saw it with Cheney and Bush. You saw it with Trump. Yeah, President, well, I guess President saw, Bannon. Like, yeah, the biggest like socialism things that they are afraid of would never happen because we have a Supreme Court and they would be deemed unconstitutional. They also like talk a lot of shit on socialism without realizing how much of our system is already quote-unquote democratic socialist like if you've got uh if you don't mind paying taxes for your like police and firemen then like hey newsflash buddy that's socialism i i upvote i vote yes on all of those propositions right because we should probably be giving more money to those people yeah so uh, you know i don't know Biden's America is going to be socialist. Uh, doesn't everybody know? Like, he's basically... I'm Public pretty, education? There's another socialist thing. I'm pretty positive that Biden has, like, a sickle and fucking hammer tattoo on his left bicep. I didn't see when he was getting the COVID Maybe it's vaccine. on his peck. <laughs> Maybe it's on his peck. Let's make it on his peck. Can we get a, somebody to draw an image? Like, is that okay? Photoshop. You yeah, Photoshop. I'm sure you that. could just Google it, and it's already been. Someone's done, done that. Yeah, yeah. It's probably that. That seems. There's an app. Reasonable. Uh, Sean Hannity has a 2020 election pitch. With just seven days to go until election day, Democrats, their allies, the media mob are doing everything they can possibly do to demoralize voters especially the supporters of the president. And despite major progress in our fight against COVID-19, including advancements that are huge in therapeutics, multiple final human stage trials for a vaccine, courtesy of President Trump's Operation Warp Speed, a rebounding economy. We're expecting massive third quarter GDP numbers this week on Thursday. Despite all of the the good news, there is now a a constant coronavirus hysteria 24 7 on every other news network yeah because there's a pandemic sean <laughs> like i i'm not trying to politicize this like, uh, i like how they're trying to, he's trying to give trump credit for therapeutics and vaccines one for let's start first of all there's no therapeutics right now none right and then the vaccines and especially for operation warp speed like yeah okay he may have signed the bill but he didn't do any of that man he was the kid that was in the group project that didn't do any work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's like, that's always what it is with, with, with Trump. That's because it's it's he can't, he can't give credit to the scientists because then it, 
it throws a wrench into their argument that scientists are stupid and you shouldn't listen to them. Well, right. it's it well, an, an, an the war on experts. It's the thing that you don't want to do, right? Well, you don't want to give experts a, a, and in the any praise and in the fake manufactured uh, like Sean Hannity world of there's a war on religion. The vaccines we, are almost here. It, but don't don't get it because yeah. it's the mark. But of, don't get it. Yeah, mark of the beast. It's like microchip. Uh, just it's stupid. The whole the whole thing is stupid. He's trying to give Trump uh, credit, credit for, for Moderna f- and fucking for Operation uh, BioNTech, a German yeah. company. <laughs> but then at the end of the clip, saying that like ah, oh, but the media they're talking about COVID so much. What like what are you doing, Sean? Yeah. Like what the fuck are you doing? Ah, uh, silly, silly. But I don't know. Sean, I just think Sean gets grumpy when he needs a nap. They want you to believe there's no hope under President Trump. In fact, according to the Media Research Center, 92% of all network news coverage of the president has been negative. That's 92%. And right on cue, Joe Biden predicting the dark winter, unless you elect him. Apparently nobody's told him about the therapeutics and the vaccines that we're very close to getting. That's right, the cognitively struggling, weak, frail, 77-year-old who often doesn't even remember who he's running against is somehow going to instantly rescue America from COVID-19. Today, Biden accidentally even called his running mate's husband, Kamala Harris, Kamala's wife. He said it. This seems to happen every time Joe misses his nap. What did he say? Because you fumbled through it too, you dumb fuck. I know. How great is that? Every time he tries to call him bumbling, she's like, It is someone who I speak over myself a lot, but like, I'm not talking to millions of people. And I'm not shitting on the way somebody else talks. Yeah. Like, don't don't do that because that because that's stupid. Like, that's a dumb argument. He's taking a shot at. Biden predicting the the dark winter that we're going into. Well, and it's guess what? It's February. Uh, these vaccines have not quelled anything just yet. Yeah, well, no, take time. actually, at the time we knew that they're going to. At the time, time he's talking, they hadn't even come out with the first vaccine. He even says we're about to get the vaccine. He literally is. He's like, well, don't worry. We were promised it. We're like, like it's right. coming, he, guys. He, he thinks that the vaccine is like in a video game where all of a sudden it's created and boom, virus is gone. It's not how it works. Like man. in a movie, I got like, the power like, up. It's a, I got the power up. He's yeah. only seen zombie Fine. movies. Whenever they come up with a virus, it just it, instantly the zombies are done with, and and suddenly no, you're supposed are to wake up from a dream. City. Yeah. Oh, like at the, the end of World War Z. Or the, <laughs> yeah, or, like this doesn't work that way. It, it's a long, laborious process. Once you even get a vaccine. So I have uh, disappointing news for Sean Hannity. I couldn't find him saying it because I bet you that he's too big of a person to say it, but. It got said either way by his network. Decision desk can now project that former Vice President Joe Biden will win Pennsylvania and Nevada, putting him over the 270 electoral votes he needs to become the 46th president of the United States. Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States, who stated in this process, I will never give up fighting for you and our nation, will be denied a second term. That has not happened since 1992 and President George H.W. Bush. Keep in mind the Trump campaign is in the midst of waging legal challenges in several states, but the path is clear for the new president-elect. That really highlights the um, the chasm between 
the uh, election desk at Fox and the rest of Fox. Oh, yeah. The election desk is <coughs> supposed to be separate. With, with and they're the supposed direction, to be above the fray of partisanship. Yeah, with the direction that Fox News Network is admittedly going, that they're just going to have more opinion programs, I I would be willing to bet that those people don't have a job come next election cycle. Oh, yeah, definitely. I guess they're just going to have to wait on other news networks to declare a winner and then decide if they're correct or not based on if they pick the person oh, they you want. You mean like what OAN did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, How sad is that, though, that you would – I mean, they're already getting rid of actual news programs, and, and Fox is just going with more pundits, more opinion yeah. guys. And so that like, way they can sit there and they can say that the mainstream media – because that without anybody with factual evidence on their networks – they're no longer the mainstream media. So yeah, they can no just shit. say the mainstream media is after us. That's they're, true. I yeah. mean, they're, they're alienating themselves essentially, on purpose, by yeah. design. They're, they are tur- they want to turn themselves into a social media like a social so, media account that is also on TV. For for all the right wingers that could even possibly hear this or even have made it this far into the, this podcast in particular to hear this, you are super afraid of the social media because they're selling you as the product. What do you think Fox News is doing? Oh yeah. They're making money off of you because of your airtime when the ads play on their shows. Mm-hmm. And you can tell based what? on... You are bought. I listen to OAN and Newsmax, Jim. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, they suck, and they don't even have ads. <laughs> like, well, I think you I'm can sure tell by do. the ads that Fox uses that like who their target is. They sell, try to sell a lot of catheters, a lot of retirement you plans. You know what's fucked up? I, like, a lot of this stuff came from Fox like a lot of these audio clips like I was pulling from Fox videos and they're the advertising on there that there's some fascist ass shit in some of these Hannity videos like the Epic Times or whatever EPOC oh, Times. I, yeah, I think I it's Epic I yeah. talking about. like there's a commercial that I'm I'm pulling clips and one of the advertisements that comes on is like I wonder why China is saying that the that I love the, that commercial the virus was created in the United States that's not true it was created in China what is happening <laughs> like uh, I've seen that on YouTube a couple of times, and it is it's a Hannityism. Stupid. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that even yeah, the Hannity is at least smart enough that, to where like he alludes to shit, but he doesn't outright say it. Like Alex Jones comes outright and like says shit. It's like the devil's trying to steal your children. Um, Hannity won't go that far, but he'll like imply shit like that. And then let his guests say whatever they want. And then see, like, Alex does the same thing. Yes, Alex will them. say the devil, but he won't say Jews. He lets his guests say that. Yeah, and then his Jews will say st- his guests will say Jews, but they won't <laughs> say other stuff. Right. It's a whole. Fu- it's a Russian nesting doll of racism. <laughs> of racism. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, uh, but there's more. So Sean Hannity has an interesting way of, uh, not an interesting way, a predictable way of handling the election results and you get a little bit of that here um he's talking to uh lindsey graham senator lindsey graham about the accusations that lindsey graham tried to call the georgia um attorney general secretary of state i can't remember which one and um and pressure him to find more votes for Donald Trump. This, I believe this one is in like mid December, like 12th or 14th. I can't remember off the top of my head. I have it written down. Um, this is right around the time they're about to certify the res- or close to. Yeah. 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 It's probably December like 14th the week before was the, that. The certification and then the. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so again, predictable, especially and and now uh, let me be, too before I make this before I play this make the argument that from where we started, we just heard a bunch of like. Hillary Clinton's the bad guy, that whole, like, the easy attack, the low-hanging fruit. Nobody really liked Hillary Clinton. It was easy for Fox to run all day with that. It was easy for Sean Hannity to run all day, every day with that. But now we've gotten into this point where, like, at some point in this, right, I would make the argument around the time that Sean Hannity starts calling the media the mob, is when we've, like, crossed over into now the people that are on TV are perpetuating this like conspiracy like now everybody's against you and like and we see that build up in those four years at an accelerated rate where it's the democrats it's the democrats but now it's like the mob and now it's socialism and now your way of life is going to change and now uh the the um now they're out to get you that's what he's been telling us um, and I feel like this interview with Lindsey Graham about the attorney general, um, or about the phone call to Georgia is where we've crossed now into Lindsey Graham made that call because of the whole stop the steal thing, because the election that was won fairly was stolen. Somebody like Sean Hannity should have a responsibility to the public, to his listeners, to not perpetuate that idea that it was stolen instead he gives them a predictable platform all right now you talk to the secretary of state the governor can call uh, uh the legislature back they haven't done that yeah. yet uh what is the reason why why would you have two separate systems on on signatures and why is that okay I mean, you know, look, the more I get into and, and how do you find 2,600 votes yesterday and another 2,700 <laughs> votes today? Yeah. Okay, Lindsay, you know, your state got it right that yeah. for, on election night. Florida did, Ohio did, all these other states do. Just yeah. Pennsylvania, Mich Michigan, Nevada. Yeah. Interesting the states that we're worried about. Well, Sean, all I can say is on election night, votes came out of nowhere for Biden. No, they didn't. That's Thousands showed up work. late in the night on election night for Biden. They came Biden. from addresses. Weeks later, we're finding votes for Trump. All I can say is I've said on your show that voting by mail will be the end of the Republican Party if we don't have a system to verify signatures. All I'm asking for is that Georgia have a bipartisan group to verify a signature on a mail ballot, not leave it up to a single individual. He's like, look, all right, I've thought about this voter suppression thing a lot, right? Here's my proposal. We need 14 people and one donkey to verify the election <laughs> results. Shut up, Lindsey Graham, you fuck. Like, this is bullshit. First of all, the death of the Republican Party, Republicans do usually do considerably better in mail-in voting than democrats do and the but only they were told not they to were do told it. not to vote like yeah. the only Did you politicize the issue you guys, your guy like did. spent the gop spent a year uh letting people like donald trump and sean hannity shoot them in the foot over and over and over again with the shit that they said oh this isn't real oh they're like the it there's gonna be mass fraud so like you turned people off fucking not, not to mention, there was funding that should have went to the post office that just got cut. 
Completely. So whenever they're talking about these votes that just show up out of nowhere, it's probably because the last mail truck that they had that barely even runs finally showed up with the ballots. Right. Yeah. But they really have no one to blame for the but themselves for this loss. When you tell people not to use mail-in ballots, all when you refuse to uh, issue an, uh, a federal shutdown mask mandate, right? You know that that's going to affect the election, and yep. then you tell people not to mail-in ballot. Well, like, okay, well then they're not going to vote, like, or they're not going to vote. You're going to lose people. Yeah. Yeah. I and I you're don't... not winning. What do you, what did he win with that? I still don't know what the Republican Party got for being like we're the anti-mask, we're the anti-mail-in ballot people. Nothing. They got they nothing. lost. They yeah. lost. Yeah, they lost based on. I would argue that they lost based on that. If either, I still don't think that if Trump and like the that Sean Hannity wing of oh the the pandemic is probably fake or it's a conspiracy from insert whichever bad guy you want to like if they don't run with that and do so like that's what fucked them in 2020 because like and a, it certainly fucked them with the uh the january 5th uh georgia runoff yeah you know uh, both of those there's a good chance they lost both of those because they convinced a, a healthy portion of their electorate that the election was stolen why even vote yeah the, the democrats are going to steal it well and they convinced the the other half that these guys are so horrible and crazy we need to get out and vote against them like you know so but i wish that i here's here's what i hope i hope that sean hannity leaves the air for a while and he Cuts all not gonna happen. I th- I hope he cuts all his hair off, dyes it black, gains ten pounds. Uh, going emo? Maybe gets uh, uh no. I think he's gonna need a safe space for a while. I heard dyeing your hair black it was uh, <laughs> all the fashion a couple years ago. I think ago he needs to like sad. protect his uterus. All of the things from the earlier clip he needs to do because we've come to this like weird spot in an alternate universe. I want to start with this. Over the holiday weekend, after a grueling year, let's be honest, it's been uh, a tough election year for everybody. Not for everybody. Like all of you and your family, it took time to reflect in part on the current political landscape. And that's where we want to start tonight. And I want to share some of my key conclusions. And I'm just telling you how I feel. I don't care. I could care less what the fake, phony, selective outrage from the media mob is. I am not interested, nor do I think any of us should be interested in what they tell us they find offensive. Uh, the sanctimonious, high-minded, phony concern all of a sudden about American democracy. We, frankly, don't need lectures about truth, about integrity, from what is a depraved group of Democratic donors, the media mob, uh, and Democrats that never accepted the results of 2016, ever. I don't care what they think. They lied to you and us for four years on the most spectacular level. They dragged this country through hell with Russian lies, conspiracy theories, and a hoax they pushed for years. It was all a lie. They all advanced the lie. They all advanced the conspiracy theory. There was never Trump-Russia collusion. Four investigations, no collusion. Sean Hannity really, like, that is his play. If there is no, if there's one thing that I he, that I take away from this, it is that is his play. That no matter what is being leveled against his side, now it's a conspiracy theory. He never said that the I Russia he was, was trying a- to reflect. Instead, he's just 
No, he can't. Going over the same crap. It, it's the same thing every single time. And he, it wasn't reflecting. He literally. It's a, it's a listing of grievances. Yeah, he it's literally. Funny. It's his Festivus. He, he, yeah. <laughs> he flips it. <laughs> And and does the we don't need lectures from people who didn't accept the election results of 2016? Yeah, they did. Your guy just did a bunch of bad shit, and they called him out, and you've been playing defense since you've been playing offense for him, in fact, since 2015. So, yeah, you're in the fucking way of people trying to hold people accountable. Like, sorry, bud, you're playing for the wrong team. Like, that's... No, that's nobody else's. But nobody drafted you. You can well, change teams anytime. You shouldn't have a stake in this. You should be an, a, a bipartisan observer reporting the news. Right. You should not be so invested in or, who wins either way. Or, as a personal citizen, yeah, but not as someone who's actually on even, camera. Even if you're not, we're not people that, like, technically, we're on microphones. People can consume this show, like... We're not out here trying to be impartial or whatever, but we're also not trying to be unreasonable. We'd also we're, never get invited to a journalism con- like convention, right? Right, or invited to speak. At, at, yeah, I've never to been journalist student, students. But I, think, I don't yeah. even have a blue check on Twitter. We don't. Have, he he gets a press pass. He's not press. That's no. what annoys me. Is yeah, that, like he, no, he's us with a tan- camera and a platform, and he should and be taken as seriously as we are, which is not at all. <laughs> right. But honestly, like. We should probably be taken more seriously than Sean Hannity. Like, I mean, I, I'm have, not afraid to say that. That's, the two I'm of not, you have more I'm integrity not, than he does, I'm certainly. not above that. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So let me bring you to a moment that's real recent that I think is going to upset you a little bit. Because we know he, he tried to question carefully uh, the – with like the whole Lindsey Graham thing, trying to question the legitimacy of the election without totally outright saying it because he's good at that. He's good at not grabbing on to the conspiracy and, and because like he can get sued. Um, if he says the wrong thing, Seth rich is for another episode. Uh, (laughs) but something that really bothers me. And I think you'll, you'll share my, my feeling here, uh, is that, it's first of all, it's not easy to find him, at least on where I was looking at sites that I could pull uh, audio from. Um, it's not easy to find him talking very much about the attack on the Capitol. Uh, I'm not saying that like I noticed that too because I also it's at, really hard. It's, Every other search suspiciously, that, suspiciously, suspiciously hard to find him. I'm not talking, trying to even, be the creator of a conspiracy here. Well, I know. Okay, he's been on the air since '89. Mm-hmm. YouTube's been around since 2006. I mean, pre- prevalent in the last ten Literally years. Literally, any subject. there should be a video with the tagged with the words Sean Hannity and Capital, and there are not. Yeah. Which makes me very suspicious. They've been scrubbed in yeah. some capacity. You know, in I don't know. Way. It's it's really weird. But I did find. Uh, one episode where he addresses it and um man like if this is what you've got to say about the capital just this prior to or a priori this this is after this is within a a day or two i i don't know the exact timeline but what he is what he's commenting on is a video from the actual uh 
like from when it was happening live. Um, and and my opinion here is if if this is what you brought to the table, just uh, don't come to the table anymore. I happen to love the Olive Garden anyway, but I guess a Vanderbilt wouldn't know that. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with being a Vanderbilt. But there's nothing wrong with Olive Garden and the fact that Anderson Cooper thinks that accusing someone of eating at an Olive Garden uh, or staying at a Holiday Inn is a low insult. That's probably why people hate CNN so much. Anderson and his colleagues, uh, isn't that indicative how much they look down on real people? Real people like the multimillionaire Hannity. So Hannity has a real big problem with Anderson Cooper making this comment during the uh, during the attack on the Capitol. It's stunning, and they're going to go back, you know, to the Olive Garden and to their the Holiday Inn that they're staying at and the Garden Marriott, and they're going to have some drinks, and they're going to talk about the great day that they had in Washington, and they really did something and stand up for something, and they stood up for nothing other than mayhem. I'm going to go back to the bar. He didn't even know the name of a Courtyard Marriott or a Hilton Garden. Uh... Anderson, do you hear yourself? I've said many times this week, I love Olive Garden. They have unlimited salad, un the most delicious garlic breadsticks, great pasta. Yeah, they have clubs. You, could, you can get pasta for life, as much as you can eat. Hot donuts with chocolate or caramel, you put it on top. Powdered sugar, awesome. But today, a menacing report surfaced that Olive Garden had revoked my never-ending pasta pass. Well, I never signed up for the pasta pass. First of all, it's fake news. Why? What is he even talking about? In he's, what he's not talking about is the people that he and his rhetoric sent to the Capitol to fucking attack it. That's what he's not Egg talking on about. on and let loose. The yeah. only thing that he found useful out of that was to attack Anderson Cooper so, for mentioning the Olive Garden and your run-of-the-mill hotels. Which I don't know if you could hear it. I was watching it. I remember when Anderson Cooper made that comment, like, live. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of hear it in the clip. And his voice is shaky when he says that uh, that they didn't accomplish anything. His point, I think he's, he's obviously taking a shot at like your typical stereotypical deplorable maga like whatever he is doing that but the country's under attack well, no, like I, I while took that's it, happening i took it much more of a shot as like these guys think they're revolutionary or that they're gonna and they're not but no they're gonna go home to they're gonna go back to their best western right and sleep and think they did something tonight and they did nothing. Right. They interrupted a process that's gonna be complete and all they did was fucking yeah, delay it by a couple hours. Committed terrorism. I mean yeah. yeah. But, but nothing for to be proud nothing. Of. Yeah. yeah. They committed terrorism for the likes. And instead that's of covering and instead of covering even it he's not even covering the Capitol riots in a way that like is is covering for them. He's no. He's just changing the subject. In on the yeah, and talk. How long did he? How much food did he ramble off, dude? About oh what he God. likes eating there. It was so awkward because that clip goes on, and then he's like, "All right, now here to discuss it with me are two guests, and they're both on camera, like, fuck, like I gotta follow the Olive Garden shit." So, like, <laughs> like remind me if the, did I get this story correct? Someone, Anderson Cooper, made a comment about Olive Garden. Sean Hannity got upset about that, talked about how much he loved Olive Garden, and then a fake news story came out that said that his pass I, had gotten revoked. That was a joke. So here's the oh, okay. here's that the, that was a bad shitty right wing okay. joke. Okay, here's the spot I, in which we I should just, be 
the spot in which we should be outraged is that he tried to juxtapose those that were at the Capitol riots with normal people. Well, they're not freaking normal people. Right. They're domestic terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to get an argument here. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, sure. They may eat at Olive Garden where us normal folk usually eat, but they're not normal people. They're people that don't have a moral compass to the point that they would storm the Capitol over a lie. Right. And I think to Frank's point, like Anderson's point was that, like, these guys didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, they're going back to their norm. Because, they're, like, he, they, essentially by saying they that weren't they weren't here for revolution. Well, and ex- he, he could have said anything else. He could have said they were going back to their hooters to talk about well, it. Well, right. the way I took it, when he said, like, hotel and Olive Garden and being in D.C., he's calling them tourists, right? Right. He's saying that's what they, like, that's, he's, this, it's not about, like, it's not slamming the Olive Garden. Yeah. I love that Anderson gets, or not, uh, Hannity. Sean, yeah, Hannity gets so it's just, defensive. I and can list off so much shit he loves about Olive Garden on the fly. He eats at Olive Garden a lot. That was a personal shot for him. Or he but apparently he, it. Apparently he didn't apply for the I think he gets. I think he gets <laughs> Olive Garden. Well, no, he gets free. He gets, <laughs> he gets Olive Garden dark money. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Blowing the lid off this. Maybe so. He has those private stocks. <laughs> so, as we know, uh, we have uh, a house that has done uh, impeachment hearings now as a result of the Capitol, um, as a result of the Capitol uh, attack. And uh, Sean Hannity's, you know, he's got a familiar tune as as far as as far as that is concerned did 45 republican senators including mitch mcconnell yes they did vote in favor of a motion declaring the proceeding again proceedings against former president donald j trump are unconstitutional now this latest democratic impeachment shift show is now officially dead in the water it's over the senate trial will be conducted as planned but Democrats do not have anywhere close to what would be the two-thirds supermajority that would be needed to convict. Barring, of course, any completely unlikely last-minute reversal from people that are weak and would go against their own constitutional beliefs, Donald Trump will be acquitted. And what we will witness is yet another colossal waste of time with a predetermined outcome, uh, a show trial, a faux trial, predicated on irrational, psychotic rage of the radical left and the cowardly Democrats in complete fear and panic uh, to stand up to their base. They must appease this lunatic fringe that controls the entire Democratic Party and establishment. The U.S. Senate cannot validate this insane, as Jonathan Turley has been telling us, snap impeachment. You know, the one with zero evidence, zero investigation, zero defense, no deliberation. And keep in mind, we now have reports all over the place from even the Washington Post and fake news CNN, court documents, real court documents showing that investigators believe a lot of planning was made in advance of what happened at the Capitol uh, on January the 6th. In other words, well, the president didn't cite an insurrection. In fact, we're learning many of those that breached the Capitol ignored the president's own words. Some of you will peacefully and patriotically be marching to the Capitol so your voices will be heard. Make no mistake, this trial will now accomplish nothing. 
It's political theater, frankly, at its worst. It's Washington at its worst. It's a massive government waste of time and resources. And by the way, money in the middle of a pandemic. Needed monies. What? What? All of a sudden, the pandemic's real, and you care about people and them getting and we need money. The money. What the fuck just? And we happened? can't be using it to also, impeach a president. This is the guy who, for the next four years, is going to be saying, "What about unity?" Come on, man. Like, yeah. And while we're on the subject of what aboutisms, he mentioned the the far left fringe. Well, what about your far right fringe that just stormed the Capitol? Yeah. Well, apparently that that wasn't a. That wasn't a planned insurrection. I know. I wait. I because he kind of said because they were planning it before Trump said walk down there. It, it Trump didn't incite it. They were already planning it. I don't think before, it, right? He even said, "I'm going to walk with you." I don't even think it really. And Trump said, "Voices make your voices heard, not your fists." I so. don't think that he also said uh, we no have, impeachment. He also said you have to fight. <laughs> I don't think it was a planned. Uh, a, a planned I don't insurrection. think Sean should be his lawyer for the impeachment. I don't I'm think just so. saying that. Like, he should they, try to get real. Pretty sure, pretty sure the phrase, the phrase "fight with all you have." Uh, trial by combat, I think, was bandied that, about. That was Rudy, so you can't exactly attribute that. Yeah, to I think Trump, you can but... easily say that he speaks for Trump. The, well, the twenty thousand yes, dollars a day. Yes, but he was. Yeah, he was also given yeah. the platform directly after Trump. So. Although you could say, you could also say that Trump allowed him to be up there. Yes. So, I mean, I had a bunch of th- tweets. No, here's that- the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not playing Sean Hannity's game. We shouldn't even be debating that shit. Like in a logical world where like real. I'm just trying to make. Ups I'm just trying ha- to like, make my argument with no holes. No, no, I get it. But that's a stupid world that we live in now. Like where we have to worry about every single hole because somebody will fucking find. What about yeah? And they'll use it to discredit the yeah. <sighs> it's dumb. What's more frustrating to me is 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 this guy? Like I said, is gonna sit here and he's gonna preach in a sarcastic. He he never says anything. I bet Sean Hannity doesn't have a lot of friends because like he just seems like an asshole. Like even when he's happy, it's like we got. We got what we wanted, and those Democrats are he, evil dicks. I, <laughs> like, I guarantee what the you, fuck? he he yells at his house help over his espressos being not made the correct way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, or his his fucking jeans not being starched enough, <laughs> starched and pleated because yeah. he still wears. He's the only pleated. one that saw that movie The Help and then felt like bad for that white girl. I was like, man, people are so mean to her. <laughs> this is this is the last one I the, the last clip I have for today, but the the. It's, I don't know. Sean Hannity in 2021, it, to me, it, pretty much just Sean Hannity in 2016, only uh, he's just... He, the temperature has turned up, so the rhetoric is more hateful, but it's still just as predictable. It's after 9 p.m. in our nation's capital, and that probably means that Joe Biden is likely fast asleep. It's been an exhausting few days for Joe. He signed a record 40 executive orders and actions into, quote, law after just nine days in office. In other words, he has tripled the amount of executive orders signed by Trump, Obama, and Bush combined at this point in their presidencies. Now, instead of the unity that was promised, Joe is literally acting unilaterally, 
to enact every aspect of his radical socialist agenda, and he's doing it all with the stroke of a pen, and its consequences are severe. Nothing's it's changed. It's so bad, even the New York Times editorial board ever so gently and ever so politely encouraged Biden to ease up on the executive orders and at least try to acknowledge there are three branches of government. You're the executive branch, then we have this other branch, the legislative branch. And even this ever so mild criticism of Biden, it caused many on the radical left, they became unglued, completely unhinged. How dare the New York Times do that? Get scores of these blue checkmark liberals on Twitter lashing out at the New York Times. One frequent MSDNC guest calling them cowardly. Another left-wing activist calling them moronic. By the way, when Democrats are busy fighting each other, just let the fight go on. So my problem with that is um, not so much not so much the New York Times telling Biden like ease up on the executive orders. It's that Hannity has a problem with executive orders. All After of four sudden, years of yeah. Trump only using executive orders hey, to get re- anything remember done. Remember, there's a legislative branch. There's other branches. Did Trump remember that ever? Ever like, he passed one fucking thing into law with uh, with Cong- with Congress, which was a tax cut that yeah. went to the rich. Nothing else. Everything else he did was through the stroke of a pen. Hannity's a dick. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I'm fine. If we want to talk about executive orders, like, an abuse of power, and maybe we need to restrict that, I'm all for that. But we can't only do it when the guy we hate is in power. We can't also do it when, for the entire time your guy was in power, you just, you, like, built up this entire idea uh, like he, Sean Hannity, and people like Sean Hannity are the reason for the divide in the country. It's the reason that the two sides can't come together. Is because like they push people so far. Like in a normal world, when I'm not purposely watching him to see what crazy shit he said, uh, if I'm just flipping through, my personality is to see him and just be like, ah, ah, like. <laughs> but there are other people that like flip through and and see his shit and get like start to buy in and if yeah, you, I mean it, they they get fired up and throw dinner around the room yeah they're, they're so mad so like I don't know Sean he I, he is their prime time hour right when people are eating dinner I believe so. Tucker Carlson might be now. I think Hannity comes on after him. But they like Either share. Way, same, they same they person. share, and it's the same time slot too. It's like seven and eight or something like that. Eight and nine. I think you uh, chance if you e- see one of them, you're going to see parts of the other. Either way, yeah. a bowl of chili goes flying across the room because they're outraged about whatever they said the certain liberal group did. Yeah, the the socialist now or whatever the media mob phrase of the week is. So uh, what do we think? Do we call uh, Sean Hinnett? I guess what we're going to do now is is start, like, I guess rating or classifying. I want to start classifying uh, characters on the show as we as we go through these these guys. Um, so I guess we my classifications that I was thinking of last night is would be like a fraud who is somebody who is probably in my at, at least in how I want to place these guys on a board. Um, would probably be somebody who's in it for themselves, like a grifter, somebody who's trying to really just make money, doesn't really believe what they say. Um, on American, I think you can. I I separated that just because I think that you can be um, both. Yeah, I think you can be both. I think you can be a person who does not like, who really kind of goes against what we consider 
like pa- what real patriotism is not faux bullshit whatever um and then like there and then i like i have a separate category for straight up treasonous because like if you attack the capital um, that's where you're going on my board uh, it is possible to be all three but yeah, it oh, is also, yeah, yeah, it it's is also a, possible yeah. to just it, be one. It's definitely good ranking system. Yeah. For recent comparisons, uh although I would Ru- say Rudy it, saying trial by combat is treason. Yeah. And un American uh, well maybe is that un American? But let's rate not, yeah. let's rate Sean, right. let's rate Sean Hannity. I would say though that like you can be all three but like if you're if you're one if you're either a treasonous or a fraud you're probably un-American like probably I would per- hope it would dip- personally I think there's degrees I think he's absolutely un-American in that he only thinks one particular subset of Americans exists and those are the only ones that are actually Americans yeah they're the alternating capital letters patriots yeah yeah I agree. Um, I think he may be a fraud to an extent because he 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 absolutely does all of this to make money. Yeah, 100%. He consistently says more and more outlandish shit because Mm -hmm. it gets him more views. Yep, 100%. Yeah, he's playing the click game. It's clickbait. There's probably a certain percentage of what he says every single day that he doesn't even believe in. I would would classify him him as an un-American fraud. (laughs) Yeah. Right? I, I don't can, know that I I think I don't think he rises to the level of treasonous. For I don't me. think he does either because like treasonous like I think he's a shithead. Yeah, Donald Trump is a treasonous. Yeah, like, I know. I think mm, I think he straddles the line. I think he's very what? dangerous. Nah, no, 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 not Donald Trump. Sean Hannity. Oh, okay. I think he could become treasonous very easily. It's not like he never will be. I just don't think he is. Yeah, because he's just so used to turning up the heat. Well, yeah, eventually he, he's going to say something treasonous. And a lot of those guys eventually step over the line. He's had a long career it'll, since it'll probably, He might be just really good. That might be his, his like his career, like the thing he's well, good at. Wait, yeah. wait until he gets to be like Roseanne's age and takes an ambient and says some racist crap on <laughs> yeah. the internet. But that's why I think he's mostly a fraud because he's so good at straddling that line of never actually getting in trouble like the Bill O'Reilly's mm-hmm. or the, you know... Uh, Roger Ailes or whatever. Yeah. But he can profit yeah. off of it, which is what a fraud does. I and what definitely what he does. I agree with you. I I think we can put him in either or category. Uh so we're close. Close <laughs> it's not a courtroom. I haven't <laughs> I, I haven't established that it's a courtroom, but I, that's my soundbite for that for right now. We're it's going, our courtroom. It's our courtroom. It's trial by podcast. A trial by podcast. <laughs> uh, we're going. We're going with that soundbite for now. Um, so that'll bring us to the end of this episode. Uh, we will be back, but before we go, Franklin, you do the thing. Read that. <laughs> uh, follow us. Make sure you follow us. Like, subscribe, share, and review. Uh, episodes available weekly. And, of course, uh, be sure to check out uh, our Patreon, patreon.com slash unamerican for bonus content and merch and everything else. Yes, for sure. And to support the show. Thank you both for uh, doing this tonight, and thank you to our listeners. We will return next week. Um, Our dishonorable mentions for this week are Jack Bergman of Michigan. Stephanie Bice of Oklahoma, Andy Biggs of Arizona, Dan Bishop of North Carolina, Lauren Bobert of Colorado. Um, your homework as our listeners. 
to make sure that these people in the future are standing in an unemployment line. Did you remember Marjorie Green Taylor? Oh, she's she's on the list. I've got a list of <laughs> almost fucking 250 of these assholes, and I'm gonna go through all of them. And so, several of them will probably get episodes of their own. Um, but like, I really do hope that like that that these names uh, become like if you hear a name. That, that, that sounds like, oh, that's a name in my state. Vote against this person because these, these are treasonous. Like, these are people who who have, who objected to the election results. And, like, that's why I'm naming them. If I, I'll get a list ultimately. I'm riling up the base into the insurrection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can get a list of, like, the actual Capitol rioters. I mean, their names are public now, I mean, right? some of them are getting arrested. You can definitely find a, a lot of them. Yeah, fuck being Joe, that there's Joe pen- Biggs, Being too. that fuck there's him. pending lawsuits, I wouldn't say anything about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, anyway, until next week. Un-American is a Feverheart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condick, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com. And be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content.